0: This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, an Age of Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs, where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle time. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 29. We are back in your motherfucking ears after what feels like a couple of months to talk to you lads and gals about some hammer. It's me, your boy Big Sean, joined by my ever loyal co-host, who is new and improved with a swanky new PC. Tubbs, how are you going, buddy? what's
1: up, buddy? <coughs> Feels like it's been forever, eh?
0: bro. It's definitely been a long minute or two. Eh? I think we did two shows of a quarantine, and then we're like, "Fuck it, the world's open. Let's go outside." Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's not yeah. talk about
0: hammer. Well, at least in New Zealand, anyway. You know. um T's and P's to all our listeners overseas who are going through a different situation, but it's pretty sweet here in New Zealand. Now, because there's not a lot going on and we don't have a lot to talk about, we've brought on two very special guests who we're both big fans of in order to hopefully carry the show. So we have Mitch and Bo. How are you, lads? We'll go Mitch first so you don't talk over each other. Hey, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Our pleasure.
2: Bo, you still with us, bud? yeah i'm still here i'm fucking cold
0: oh bro it's been so bad recently it's been like eight degrees it's been terrible but i'm excited
2: to talk shit about warhammer
0: (laughs) yeah man i just it's more of an excuse to have the boys on and just like catch up to be honest to do this podcast than anything else so yeah Yeah, we
3: got got that everwinter going on at the moment
0: ah yeah dude it's um it's shit that's a beast correa thing, isn't it yep they're running yeah. out in the winter.
1: Lower.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so you're saying this people the from the South Island right? are the beast, the beast Claw Raiders and they're trying to get up north or something because that's where the, the, if the winter's coming from? I think so.
3: I think so, you just called everyone in the South Island a big fat guy.
0: Well, I think that's what you were getting at, Mitch. I was just, I was just laying it <laughs> out. Yeah, it came I out, out of your out mouth. 31. I, I know you've got some low-key jabs there, but no, it's just making sure all the listeners knew where, knew what you thought about our, our brothers from the south. Yeah, good. Yeah. So uh-huh. what are we doing today? What are we going to talk about? Um, we're going to try to cover off a couple of topics, uh, and we'll see where the ship goes. So I guess the first part of it is because we don't do hobby and all that sort of shit, because that's just, I don't know, a bit dumb, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Luminef Realm Lords, because that's sort of hot in the news at the moment so i'm a i'm a og limited realm lords player from back in 1998 i think bow is an og lumineph lumineph realm lords player from even before 98 probably like 95 or something bow is that about right Elves, elves, elves,
2: elves, elves, elves.
0: yes yeah there you go uh so Bo's definitely been waiting for this release uh mitch has some perspective of playing against him because he actually played Bo last weekend was it let's Yep. yeah on sunday um, yeah just the other day yeah so we're Thursday now so it's still sort of somewhat fresh and then tubby
2: is I obviously i fucking
1: up... hate elves light elves fuck elves uh... get out i can't wait to shoot all those stupid fucking hat fucks off the, board. <laughs> <laughs> be the most uninteractive game of all time <laughs> it's, 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 it's fucking dead go away
0: We'll start off with Luminef Realm Lords. So maybe we'll just do a quickly around the table, lads, um, of just initial impressions or wherever you want to take it. I don't know. There's no real structure to this. We're not looking to do a battle term review because there's probably plenty of decent ones out there. Um, and talking about scrolls is kind of boring, but maybe talking about your opinions and thoughts of your impressions of the army so far and what you like or don't like about it. It's sort of an open platform. I'll start with you, Bo, given you're the man who's been waiting forever for this, so you want to kick us off with maybe your opinions of the, the Realm Lords today, you know, five days of the battle time or whatever it's been?
2: Yeah, yeah, um, fuck, I'm excited it's finally out, I just have it sitting right here, and I just like looking at it, it's so nice, about term. um, no, I think the models are fucking cool, eh, like, I'm really excited to get my hands on them when they finally come out, um, the rules are interesting, like, it plays, like, an old-school Warhammer army, which i'm real stoked about because i've been playing since like fourth or fifth edition
0: sorry bro, i'm just going to interrupt you which is real rude of me because i'm pretty sure i just said don't interrupt cunts but here we go
2: <laughs> you said you really like the models so you like the whole range i like the whole range i i i like all of them i'm into the big cow i'm into the funky stone guard with their silly hats like i fuck with it um
3: <laughs> yeah those stupid hats are fucking great
2: i love them I they're love, so funny and you know, like, the Venari, I think, are really cool. The archers are awesome. The yeah, spears really. are great, even though they're fucking four and a half inches long. Oh, it's ridiculous.
0: But, yeah, they're, they're really cool. I, personally, I didn't like the Stone King when I first saw him. Got um, a Spirit in a Mountain, the big cow model. I, when I saw it, I was like, this is gross. I hate it. But
2: um, it's grown on me, and I really like it. He's so funny. He's so yeah. cool. He's smaller than I thought he would be, because there's a picture of him uh, standing next to a... Uh, uh, keeper secrets in in the tomb, and I was telling Mitch this on the weekend. I was like, it looks real weird because the the um the spirit of the mountain is like real lanky, but he's mm-hmm. shorter than the keeper, and the keeper mm-hmm. just looks like a fucking action figure next to him because it's just like regular human proportions but like scaled up heaps.
0: Yeah, he's only on what size base do you reckon he's on? It's not that big or anything. Is it 100 mil? Yeah,
2: something yes. like that. It's. The next size up from a tree lord, I think.
0: Yeah, it's just a round one instead of an one. But anywho, sorry, bro, I derailed you yeah, there. You models are cool. You keep going on about what you like about the book.
2: Yeah, I think the lore is really cool as well. Like, I'm only halfway through it, but that's really interesting stuff. Like, I'm genuinely interested in it, and I don't really care about the lore that much. Um, and one of my favorite things about the lore is that it gives you lots of teases about what might be coming in the future Um, because it's it's a pretty small army roster like not gonna lie it's not quite what I was hoping Um, but there's references in the lore to all of like the Tyrionic side of the faction as well and for those of you who kind of have been following the realm lords the uh, the Alarath are sort of like the spirit of the mountain and the stone guard and the stone mage and they are part of like the mountain temple but there's four temples so we'll get the other three at some point hopefully and they sound fucking cool like they actually describe what might be in them, like war machines and cavalry archers and like double-bladed dudes and like a water spirit and a flying fox that shoots something or other. That's pretty dope.
0: Yeah, that sounds like yeah. awesome. It's just like Stormcast Chambers, isn't it? You're just sort yeah, of teasing like- what can be there in the in the future, and hopefully there will be a lot more because that was definitely one of my initial takes. is the size of the army is in my mind quite shit. Um, this coming from a privileged Stormcast player and a Corn player, however, so, you know, both those books are pretty fucking solid. And then this one has, like, what, nine units? Or well, nine kits? So. I'm
1: glad they went yeah. quick on the units so that they could flick me out of the way. Giants are soon.
0: I'm sorry, Barry, you're a little quiet. I didn't catch oh, you.
2: I oh, so sons are big enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's only gonna be like four kits in an army, but yeah. So what, what did you think playing them, Mitch? Then? what did you what did you play with, and and how did you find it went? Uh, I took
3: a scaven army for a change. Um, actually, since the um, Sean was talking up the plague furnace on on your last episode, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. took that. Um, and yeah, it kicks ass. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, so I took a Skaven army with just a shitload of bodies. So it had a Screaming Bell, a Plague Furnace, 40 Plague Monks, 40 Storm Vermin, uh, a whole bunch of Clan Rats, and a Vermin Lord Warbringer, which is my favorite, as I've talked about before. And um, yeah, it was, it was a good game. Um, I got real lucky, because I summoned a Vermin Lord with the bell, and I got the Red Moor Plague off with the Furnace, so I made Teklis attack his own dudes, which was a lot of fun. Um, Sorry, just, much
0: before we jump too much further into it, maybe Bo just quickly cover up what you had as well.
2: To yeah. offer a bit of perspective, and
0: then instead of just oh, yeah. saying, I take this, and people are like, wait, what does he have, sort of thing.
2: Yeah, so I, and I took Tacklist because, you know, you've got to give them a try. Mm-hmm. And then I also took an Oral and Legion um, battalion with a Scenario Cathalar, or how the fuck you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, two units of 20. Uh, wardens and two to 20 sentinels and the um, haishian twin stones as an endless spell cool
0: cool and we'll just jump back to mitch now since mitch was part way through for describing this very much no that's all good um yeah
3: so it was a, it was a really fun game i really enjoyed playing against the realm lords uh it kind of in the sort of build up to all this you've heard people online just talking about how techless is stupid broken auto casting spells and that and, I've probably gotten caught up in that as well, um, but honestly, it was it was fine. It was it was a great experience to play against. That might just be because I roll real hot and Bo's a super nice guy, so maybe they are actually horrible. Um, but it was a good army to play against. I liked the. They definitely felt like they had a theme, and it it played like it. So it was like defensive, and not defensive like. Um, say like obr or fire slayers where you just can't kill them because i can they're they're pretty easy to kill realm wards um but defensive as in sort of like when Bo was telling me about oh this unit's buffed like this and stuff you don't really want to charge into it you want to try and make them charge you um so it didn't feel broken um it was a
0: great play experience let's say that yeah Yep, that's... I think we're pretty... I mean, going back to one of your earlier points, um, I think we're all pretty guilty of getting caught up in the Realm Lord type. Like, oh, I'm it's, pretty it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun just to like get
3: worked up over toy soldiers. Who doesn't yeah. love doing
0: that? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not at all saying that they're a bad army or that they're soft, because I think there will be some feel-bads uh, for playing the army and playing against the army as well. But touching on ticklers, has been such a, a hot topic at the moment. How did you find... Like, were you able to kill him? Were you able to deal with him or neutralise him, or did you just sort of ignore him? Like, was he, was he really sort of the the game-breaking auto-casting spells, big buff aura sort of centerpiece that everyone's talking about? Uh, he's real
3: good, uh, but he probably feels about 660 points. Um, so every turn I think Bo did that declared, I'm going to cast four spells on a 10. Um, and that that was fine. It was like okay, you just you just accept at that point. You're like okay, they're all going to go off on a ten. I can try and unbind them. I didn't have massive unbind bonuses, but I managed to deny a couple of them just from rolling well. Uh, really, what you want to do in that situation, I found in that battle, is just ignore trying to unbind techless, and then you want to unbind the the unit champions um, spells. The ones, because each unit that, so he had both had the the archers and the, the pikemen. Spinner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wardens. Yep. So they both got a spell, which makes them do mortal wounds on five instead of six. Um, yep. And so you just save your own binds for them because that's what does the real, the real damage in the army, or at least in that list.
0: Yeah. Agree, bro. Agree. Uh,
3: and they don't have, they do, you can get them bonuses to cast, but it's not like egregious or anything. Uh, and Techless in terms of combat, yeah, he's pretty, he seemed not, not horrible. He, he seemed, in general, he just seemed about right for 660 point god. He's like probably what Ilarial should be.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, how <laughs> bad do you feel about being an Ilarial player? How many yeah, points does yeah. she bought? Do you know?
2: Oh, 620 maybe? Oh. She keeps going up and down. Yeah.
0: God, she's probably going to get a drop soon. I can only imagine.
2: Yeah, um, she needs to... I mean, either a rules change or a, or a drop.
0: I think She's she needs not, a
2: bit of both, to be honest. She's just a yeah.
1: rewrite, right? She's just an old, big war squirrel like Archeon was.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, she, she, she was one of those sort of god-centrepiece models that came out sort of way back, and I don't think they really knew what they were going to do with those sort of power-tier models, or those models of that nature. You know, like Nagash, when he came out, was... Or was he like 900 points or 700 points or whatever? And you're like, wow, he's amazing, but he's he can cast eight or nine spells, but he can, but originally he could only cast like four or five because he had the war scroll spells and then arcane bolt, missile shield, before spell wars, and you're like, why the fuck is he so many points? That's ridiculous, you know. Um, and I think she sort of suffers from that from that sort of era, like original Argonne did, But anyhow, that's just my two cents on her.
2: Yeah. I just double checked she's down to six hundred now, but still not worth it, even with the free summon that she gets now.
0: Yeah, but she still dies real easy, doesn't she?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. No buffs.
0: Shit. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Any multicaster with no buffs is pretty awful, to be to be frank. Um cool. So thanks for that much. How about you, Bo? Mm-hmm. Like how did you find pilot in the army for the first time? An army that you've obviously had a few days to look at the battle uh, the war fuck, where am I going? The battle time. You had a few days to digest the battle time and look into an army build and um, give it a run against much. How did you feel piloting it? Was uh, was it great? Was it shit? Was there a lot of learning opportunities? You know, what was your thoughts, man?
2: Yeah. um, I mean, like I said, I really enjoyed them because they feel like an old school army. So um, you got your ranked up troops and everything and you kind of move as like a single force you're not sending units off to do their own fucking thing because you'll just it won't work um so like i really enjoyed playing them um i find like i think they're in a pretty good spot but i don't think they're like crazy good or anything like you know fuck the internet hype bullshit like um because all of their damage comes from those mortal wounds so it's like yeah doing mortal wounds on like fives and sixes is fucking good and it's crazy but like none of your other attacks are going through at all so like the damage output is not crazy they're meant to be played real defensively and all of their bonuses are designed around like staying in those ranks and not charging which is real weird and it's so it's not very good for getting objectives and like i didn't have the damage output to um sweep through like mitch's army um but it was fun like it was just really fun getting to try all these new spells and having units that cast spells and being able to, you know, just shoot fucking 30 inches with archers is good fun, but, um, it was yeah, fun. I don't know, yeah, it yeah, yeah, it is a lot of fun.
3: It's probably, since, I haven't, in terms of battle times that have come out recently, maybe in the last year or so, it definitely feels like one of the most balanced ones.
2: That's still strong, you know.
0: Oof, they, they can't take the image.
2: Nah, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I would agree. And, I mean, I know that I'm biased because I'm playing them. Um, I think the big thing is, like, coming up with those actual lists and, and figuring out which of the great nations is, is going to be the best. Because um, the the thing with Teclas, right, is like, yeah, he's real good, but he's super fragile. He's he's more fragile than a L'Oreal unless he gets his spell off, which gives him a 5-plus um, after save. So you need to get those drops down to have him go first if you're playing against an army that's got any kind of range. He's got like um magic defense, which is great, but like you know, if he goes up against KO, he's fucked. He's oh, yeah, dead turn like, yeah. one. Like yeah. no fucking chance. Yeah,
0: KO fuck hard and they will fuck tickless hard.
2: Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, so like yeah. those shooting armies are still like a hard counter to the to the um to the realm lords. Um But yeah, like I mean he's like sixteen wounds on a four plus, like he's not hard to kill.
1: He can be a
2: three plus
1: once per game, right?
2: With the yeah. Lila. Camero, yeah, Aether Courts reserves. Yeah, if you take Syar, then you can do it twice. twice. Um, you can make him Ethereal, but like Ethereal four shooting, plus not shooting in combat. Do
1: that if you want.
2: Any phase? Yeah, it's any phase. What yeah. Uh, I mean if we're gonna like if we're talking about Courts and stuff, like everything about the realm lords as well, like um, all of their crazy bonuses come with like a downside. So you don't just have like, a, oh, this unit gets a flat minus one to hit. It's like you get a minus one to hit if you stay in your ranks and you do not charge or run and you can't pile in.
3: Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool uh, rule. I really like that. Um, just It gives you that feel of a shield wall and it's a good. I think it's a really good way to put that on the table and to put it in the game.
2: Yeah, I think it's um, sort of the, the way that we might see books written from now on.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that rule becoming more of a thing. Um, they might just be testing it out here or something, but yeah, I wouldn't be uh, surprised to see that pop up in other Battle Tomes in the future.
2: Yeah, similar kind of things. And also, if, you, if you've been paying attention to any of the 40K stuff, I know that they're different games, but the most recent rules they announced... Not that from- different. 40k are um they change their unicoherency so you have to be within two inches of two models uh, yeah. okay yeah so yeah. i think they're, they're trying to get rid of bubble wrapping
0: a little bit yeah tripointing i think is a popular term they use in, in 40k where effectively you can like tripoint point a miniature and then that that unit can't retreat yeah um yeah, no, that would be that would make sense that it's going to follow suit because a lot of the rules sort of flow between both game systems. Um, so yeah, I mean it's I, I don't know. Do you want so the advantage of staying in your shield wall is you minus one to hit right because you're shining. Yep, and you get plus one to wound against whatever charge, and you get plus one range specifically with the with, with the,
2: wardens. the wardens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that enough of an incentive to receive a charge than to dictate the first attack in the combat phase?
2: It really depends what you're fighting, I think. Yeah,
0: because you can't charge while you're in this formation, so you're always going to be on the receiving end of charging to receive the benefits.
2: Yeah. I think as well, like, there are some real nasty combos you can do, but, like, whether or not it ends up being worth it. Mm. So, like, if you get a Shining Company Warden unit, like 30 of them yeah. with... um. A Valen the, the Stoneheart King and a regular uh, Spirit of the Mountain. You can get that like that Warden unit is now a minus three to hit in combat. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. But like
1: okay. But it can't charge, is that right?
2: But it can't charge. Can't charge. It has yeah. Yeah. Well, if well, you it want can to charge, oh. but it would lose the bonus. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah.
1: it can it can charge, it just
2: Yeah, it so can charge, sorry. but you'll lose the okay. minus one to hit. Yeah. And you'll lose the plus one to wound in the in the rend. And the rend, yeah. And then so like that's the, that's what I'm that's the
0: question I'm asking is do you think it's always worth it to have those buffs, but to be hit first? Because you got no always strike first in the book. You do have the you get to do two combats when you pick, but you can't be charged and then go, I'm gonna fight first. So like you yeah, know, exactly. if twenty or thirty more tech guard come into that unit with their four up saves at minus one, they're probably fucked. Is what I'm thinking, or even like fire slayers. So I mean I think it's I think it's a really good rule. And I think it but I think it's pretty situational. Um so they have I'm, no
1: sorry? after saves. No after saves. They can get the five up right. They can, they get, can the get, get the five up, up.
2: from techless. Yeah. yeah. So
1: they have a four up minus one a hit, and they can have a five up damage save. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and three they up can be, three up
1: max is the thing. Yeah. I don't think that's tanky enough, right? Like that's they can be grot,
0: ethereal as well.
1: A grot is <laughs> five up minus one a hit, but you got sixty cunts for probably the same price you get twenty of those dudes
2: for. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like it's it's, it's crazy. Everything's it's good. But nothing's crazy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's not it. I think the magic army. phase
2: is a bit <laughs> fucking
0: abusive, but the <laughs> magic phase that's, is is that's my opinion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> i like I'm totally fine with it. I hate these new armies that come out and they're all like we hit on twos, we wound on twos Oh, look, all my attacks went through. This is a dice game. You're like, is it really? Like, it used to be fours. That was, like, normal. Threes yeah. was a great dice roll. And now everything just seems to be, like, twos and twos. And I, I really dislike it. So I was actually kind of happy to see this book come out and see, like, five-up saves and four-up saves on units.
2: Yeah, <clears> most of still, the... Checklist doesn't say but
1: the rest of it's whatever.
2: Like, most of, these, uh, most of these units are winning on fours as well. That's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah. I was, mm-hmm. That's so
1: great. Like, that's how it should be.
2: And it, it's yeah. interesting because yeah, you get those mortal wounds, but like I said before, like none of your other attacks are going through. Yeah. So you yeah. get your five or six mortal wounds, and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like the, the
1: thing about war games is that it's like the people that normally do well either can math everything out in their head because you know you got to work out the odds of the dice, um, or they have the experience that they've done this fight a hundred times over, and they know how many guys they need to kill what, and what's gonna perform in what sort of way, but When everything's just going in the direction of, oh, I hit on twos, I went on twos, I pile in attack twice, it's just sort of like, well, I just delete everything, I roll 20 dice, I'm going to make you make 20 saves. So I I really like the book. I hate the elves, but I think the book's good. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, playing against it, I was quite surprised, because I hadn't looked at every war scroll or every every stat line. But i kind of just expected to get pumped because it's a new army that i didn't know what it did so i was like oh he's gonna smash me um but then when it came to combat uh it was pretty just normal warhammer which i was presently surprised at um the i think the most damage in our game came from the archers the bowmen um which makes sense because you are the bowman um but it was just those five up mortal wounds coming from 30 inches away those were Fucking nasty. And um, Techless's shooting attack was real good. Um, yeah. So those were the things that felt like, oh, this this is the, you know, the pointy end of the army. Other than that, it just felt like pr- pretty even really. Just cool. yeah, yeah. Just one sorry, shot a piece.
1: Those bowboys are just one shot a piece. Uh-huh. Yeah. One. Yeah. Can you make them fire twice or anything? Nope. Yeah.
0: You can give them re rolls to hurt though, so you're fishing for fives.
1: Great, right, well done. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> but the the leader is the leader doesn't have a shooting attack, which is a rule I think is real cool. So the leader doesn't have a bow, um, but he has um, like he gives them their no line of sight required ability, and he, he casts the spell. So he's kind of like his own little thing. I thought that was cool, hmm.
1: like the um, the same guy in the um, the bone daddies. Yeah, yeah. So you got okay. stuff, yeah.
3: you got your like your unit captain is actually doing unit captain things. He's not just a slightly better dude. <laughs>
1: he's not plus one attack or... I, don't I, don't know, really I, like
3: that.
0: I didn't realise he didn't have a bow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> <doesn't laughs> just shoot. read the roll. I was like, what the fuck's Mitch talking about? And I was like, Argh. oh, he's right. Because I know the wardens, your you know, high warden gets, uh, he
2: the, gets champion's the blade. blade. And yeah. you're like,
0: why? It's worse. I don't want the champion's blade because it doesn't do mortals.
2: Yeah, it's the same with the, the Dawn Riders as well. The champion doesn't get the same weapons so yeah. a unit of 10 sentinels is only firing nine shots so you're only getting an average of three mortal wounds
0: yeah yeah and i mean traditionally the champion normally gets uninteresting rules to to your guys point of he gets an extra attack you know and that's about it it's traditionally a, it's like you know a hornblower might give you plus one to charge or run or something like that or reroll ones um, the banner might give you something for battle shock, and the champion will just have an extra attack. So it is, um, it is a different way of doing the rules. And yeah, you guys are totally right. The damage from the army comes from the mortal wounds from the from the infantry, effectively, um, because the spells they don't have a lot of mortal wound output. I mean, aside from Teclas' you know, his um, one of his signature spells. What's it called? Storm of Seren White Light which can do more to wounds to like a whole army and is pretty abusive. Um, it's not likely just a sort of one shot or significantly hurt a, a monster or a hero. It's not oh, like Zench. Yeah. You have quite direct damage high output magic spells, you know, like a gateway and then a bolt of Zench and stuff like that and an arcane bolt where you could say, oh, that guy has 10 wounds. I'll kill him this turn with my magic. Whereas Zesty, you could do probably 10 or 20 wounds to like an entire army, but it's all splash damage. And the rest of the spell law is amazing, but it's all um, it's all buff stuff. It's all buff stuff for the most part. I do believe there is actually one or two defrays so or take a mortal wound spells. So now that I think about it, but a it's an Sulta addition Stone to a buff. Is
2: pretty good. But it's like a horde killing spell, but you only get ten dice.
0: Uh, and that's on fives or something or sixes, is it? You take a No, nah,
2: you roll under the save characteristic, but ones and twos always fail. It's fail, yeah,
0: okay. So, so it's you...
2: kind of. They're trying to balance a little bit. I did use it against Mitch and get, I got seven, though.
0: Yeah, so you're killing a bunch of rats.
2: Yeah, which is, or like, fine,
0: you know? Or or fleshy to court ghouls or
2: whatever, so... But like, you know, you can't use it to kill a fucking three-plus armor save unit because ones and twos always fail, so... Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
2: Um, and tomb's pretty good. Just a typical pick-a-model, roll over its a wound craft. Oh, Characters yeah, and you slay kill. it unless it's a
0: six, and you've got over six wounds, sorry. You know, it's D six mortals, but... Yeah. Yeah, so my, my quick two cents of the army is um, I think it's pretty fragile unless you have the tickless fellow, like Bo said. However, the army has so many ways um, and pretty useful battalions to get to sort of the two to four to five drop state, which is quite safe. Is KO still one drop, Tubbs?
1: Is that sort of um, thing? Nah. The lowest you can really get it's like two. You can do one if you want, but you're... Losing shit. Mind list was like five.
0: Yeah, so what would be like an average two. KO drop then? Is it like
1: Probably four or okay. three? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that I think that sort of two to three number is a really safe bet unless you're playing against Change Host. Um, because I reckon you could alpha the army off pretty easily to be honest. Um, I think the magic phase is just flat out abusive and I think people that don't have any buffs to cast, um, like my storm cast it's just, I mean, they're outclassed in the magic phase anyway. You're like point for cast, the worst casting army in the game. Um, but if you don't have any buffs to, to your casting or unbinding, I think you're having a really hard time against this army, and I think they'll just do whatever the fuck they want with you, especially with Zytric. Um Because if you have Trick and Teclis, everyone's casting on a plus two, pretty much. And Teclis just auto does his, and then if you take, what is the endless spell you took, though? the twin, twin stones? stones, then yeah. Then you can rotate it in a way that all your battle line are casting on like freeze anyway. <laughs> on plus 3, sorry. For spells that go off into 6s, so. Um, yeah. are, are
1: the endless think, spells any good? I haven't actually looked at them.
0: The spell law No, sequels? the endless
1: spells.
2: Endless spells.
4: Um,
2: I, I haven't really I looked at them though. Yeah, I can, I can take that twin one. Twin stones um, are good. The Twin Stones are cool because it's it's like kind of weird, right? It's a predatory spell, but it basically gives you a bonus to cast. So when you set it up, you put a d6 next to it with the one facing up, and each time a spell is cast by a unit within 12, um, you can increase the value of the dice by one. But you can also, if you're within 12, if you're Realm Lord within 12, before making the casting roll, you can say that you're going to draw from the power of the Twin Stones, and if you do, add the value of the dice and then change it back to a one. So the way it's written is you can just keep it at a one and just keep giving plus one to everyone. Oh,
1: that's nice, yeah.
2: Or you can let it sit. So, so if you cast it first with Teclis and then just get your other three spells up, then it's already at a four.
0: But you wouldn't do that, though. You would go Teclis cast it. And then maybe Teclis cast another spell, so it's plus two. And then, like, your wardens cast with plus two. And then Teclis cast another spell. And then another set of wardens cast again with plus two. Yeah. And you just rotate it that way.
2: So you or can get easily up. get plus four on like a, quite a few units.
0: Yeah, the army's got so many ways to buff the cast, especially with it's side as well, because then your own gets plus one to cast for your first cast. And Teclis is the only multi-caster in the army.
2: Um, so unless you take it. the artifacts. Or um, the give them, yeah. Zy- Zy- um gives you uh, additional cast on your general as well.
0: The additional cast was additional... I know he gets additional unbind.
2: Maybe Maybe it is just just an unbind. No, I think it is just an unbind. You think you're right. Because I remember thinking, oh, this is really good, and then being like, oh, no, it's actually not that great.
0: No, it's not. They all know, like, an additional spell, but they don't get, like, an additional cast.
2: Yes, it is unbind. You're right. Yeah. So I played
0: with Zyedrick, and I just think it's fucking... I think the magic phase is just... I mean, the hero phase is just so fucking abusive. And I think the army has a somewhat safety bubble rolled in because you can get an army to sort of 2-3 to three drops pretty easily, uh, especially if you take techless because there's a whole lot of points, and the battalions are super useful when you're taking units that you want, like battle line um, movement, they're yeah, pretty average it probably, you know, the average move 6 they do have a spell to double the move, but they can't teleport they can't redeploy, they can't ambush, so pretty run much once charge. they're in, no run and charge
2: so, the, pretty um, much, when you're on the
0: board, you know where they're going. Yeah,
2: yeah. and the Alara stuff is like movement four. Uh huh. I, yeah. really I really want to. I really want to get those guys like in a list that works. I think you can take a double Alara temple and have it work, but again, super defensive because you're sitting there like minus two rend but moving four inches, so can't do much. Um, but yeah, the other spells are kind of interesting as well because the Sanctum of Amontoc, you like cast it and it becomes part of your caster. And it gives you, like, minus one to hit and plus one to your save rolls. Um, and it can, like, bounce mortal wounds back. Um, yeah, that's really cool. It's, but it's, it's, it can't fit around Teclis.
1: Nah.
2: Oh, really? So yeah, it can only fit around the, the two small yeah. guys. Yeah. And then you've got the rune of Petri- Petrification, which is pretty cool, but it's not predatory. And it hits at the start and end of the movement phase on a four plus those D3 mortal wounds within six. So um, and subtracts one from run and charge rolls for units within six. So if you get a good position on it and you get a double turn, it has a chance to hit four times. Which
1: Does is... that second one only affect uh, realm lords?
0: What do you mean the D3 mortal wound
2: one? No,
1: nah, no, nah, the, um, the the protection one, one. the,
2: the yeah, sanctum. One. yeah. yeah. It can only be cast by ruminant no, no, realm lords. No, no no, but
1: no, no, Don't care about that. Does it only affect realm? Lords? No, I know,
2: I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, <laughs> and I'm saying, in the rules, it doesn't say that it only affects realm lords, but it can only be cast by them, and it affects the caster. So yeah. it goes onto the caster. You don't cast yeah. it on someone else.
1: Uh, so the rest of the, the rest of the lads near it can't be affected. Only one, only yeah. one dude.
2: You have yeah. to be inside of it as well. And
0: there's, like, limited space inside of
2: it. Yeah, it can't be... It has to be wholly within three inches of the caster, and more than three inches away from other units.
0: You might be able to fit some Sentinels in there, maybe.
2: Maybe. I don't I'm know. Pretty, I'm pretty sure the way... Because it has to be three inches away from all other units, your caster needs to be sitting by himself. Ah, uh, yeah, because the cast is a unit and so on.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Somewhat useful endless spells. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the army's pretty good. And I think all the damage, as we said, comes from the mortals pretty much, from the Sentinels and the Wardens. Um, I haven't fucked around with the Silly Hat Boys just yet. Can't remember any names off the top of my head. Stoneguard. Yep, good job, Bo, Belmia. Um, but yeah, the army just has so many layers and so many buffs and so many bits and bobs. Um, it's CP hungry, yet it's only got two command abilities in the whole book. <laughs> so, but everything's of such a low bravery that it's um it's almost like battle matters again, which is really cool. I've been wanting that wanting that to happen for for a long yeah, time. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, Battleshock has just been a non-factor forever. Yeah, you know.
1: I missed that from AOS one. AOS I won- OG. I
0: wonder <laughs> if
3: um with a sort of new general's handbook, if or if it in the future they're going to make Battleshock become more of a thing, but if you just removed um, Inspiring
0: Presence from the game, that would yeah. change a lot.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: What a segue, Mitch. I think we're done with Realm Lords, unless there's anything you wanted to wrap up, bow or really touch on.
2: I mean, I could talk about them for hours, so let's move on before I get out of hand. I'll maybe say we'll, we'll, maybe I'll say we'll come back th- to it.
3: Sorry, one more go. thing about Realm Lords. It was really nice to play against an army that, without, without thinking, oh, this cunt's going to teleport half his army across the board oh, oh my god off yes <laughs> it's, just, it's like, yeah. this is, it felt like playing warhammer you know not like playing teleport hammer
0: found, uh, yeah, yeah yeah which is something that tubs has been bashing on for like two years now yeah. but it's sort of like playing old school hammer where you're like all right his army's lined up a, his or her army's lined up a, across from me or you know they're, they're 30 inches 30 inches away 35 inches away how far does that unit go? And you're like, I ought to go six. And now, okay, cooking can you run charge? And I, like, I just, you don't that you don't You know, okay, so I now know, like, I have some spatial awareness of the footprint of this army and where it could be applied on the board yeah. and where the perceived pressure can be applied. But these days, you're just so stressed out about, like, oh, God, i got to line my backfield and I've got to keep my heroes in the middle and so on and so forth. And, and you play this real tactical tent exhausting game, which is great. But then you forget about it for one minute and the fucker's like, ha I'm going to redeploy my KO ship now and it's going to come on <laughs> and blow up your <laughs> army. you're like, sweet, cool, fucking good one, man. You know, I lost the game, you didn't win it, so.
3: Yeah, I'd say on the whole, the, the book feels like a step in the right direction for the game. Um, I know there's been a lot of conversation about the state of the game that we've had um, on and off your podcast. Um, uh, but this feels good, I like it. I'm never gonna. Well, they're not an army for me. I'm not gonna get into them, but I'm glad they're here, and I'm glad that book, though, is the way it is.
0: It's probably the most positive reviews I've heard about the book so far, guys. This is just like <laughs> an echo chamber for me and Bo. This is great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, now Mitch and I talked about that a lot on on Sunday, and I, I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I still don't like parts of it. I don't like <laughs> shit in this game that just happens automatically. You know, I've been a massive basher of, like, Zench and Destiny dice forever, so it'd be pretty hypocritical for me to say, oh, Teclis' ability is cool. But, yeah, like, but if you played... use his autocast ability, you just,
3: you sacrificed three spells of, yeah. from from your dude. So it's, you're but not you going to do it to unless you really know. need to. You're, you're only going to get one spell off if you do that.
0: If, if you're rolling on tens, so you still can, you're not guaranteed yeah, but for, like, 95% of the armies, a 10 is effectively a guarantee.
1: Yeah, but that's playing a casting army is exactly like that. Like yeah. No, if yeah. you've got, like, plus 2, plus 3 to cast, nobody fucking stops you anyway. Like yeah. It doesn't matter. And it's only... It's four spells at 10. It's...
3: Yeah, I think Nagash
0: is still a stronger caster.
2: Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, I think the existence like it's of Nagash is why we have Techless.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that's why I say 95% of the armies, because Nagash can do it when he's not hurt. Um, because what does he get? Plus three to unbind? Is that right, Mitch? Yeah.
1: Yeah, plus well,
0: three. Anyone who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah, plus three.
0: And so an average dice around 36 is what? Seven. So you need you need around eight effectively. And he's unbound, which is slightly above average. Um, which is possible, but I mean, not every army has a Nagash. I mean, what the fuck do Iron Jaws do or Stormcast do? Oh, yeah, like, but they can't, they can't stop
1: any other casting army anyway. They can't, I know, do,
0: they, uh, they
1: can't do anything. Okay,
0: it's like, so probably the... a bigger issue for me about the game in general outside yeah, yeah, of Teclis. Yeah. I don't like that Teclis just does something because when I used him in the one game I played, I'm just like, cool, bro, I'm just going to do these four things right now. And my opponent was like, and Joe was like, okay, cool, yeah, go ahead, tell me what you're doing. And I'm like, he no. doesn't
1: have any massive like, unbinding potential, does he?
2: He, 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 he gets unlimited unbinds. Yeah,
1: what? he's got plus unlimited unbinds. <laughs> yeah. Wait, unlimited or plus unlimited. one? Unlimited. No, unlimited <laughs> and that's plus bind. one. No, don't. Uh, that's and he's not. if he's
0: inside check, he gets plus two.
1: Well, I, you know, like I think that's a lot more. Uh, I I think that feels a lot more shit to play against yeah, somebody so with really good unbinds. So if you bring your uh, dot caster, you're trying to get Mine razor off, and you go yeah. go against Nagash, he's got plus three. You're never getting anything off. Yeah. It feels shit. But if you go against an army uh, with massive pluses to cast that you can't stop, but they don't have any pluses to ca- uh, pluses to unbind against you, at least you get to play your game. He gets to play his game. It's all good.
0: He's but also got an auto dispel. Um, he's got. He,
2: yeah, he's one, got an auto unbind and an auto dispel in himself. Spell. Spell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And right. if you're tech, then your whole army's got plus two to unbind and dispel, which okay. I think is the best one.
1: Just well, that. That's pretty good then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they like but, to like, fuck in the not, magic phase, is what I'm saying. Like, he's he's good in the magic phase, but I don't know if he's like that
0: He's not a combat monster, he only moves twelve inches, which degrades. Which I know I'm saying only twelve inches, which is quite far, but I was maybe expecting sort of like a fourteen to a sixteen, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and he, he's a he's a cool model and he's got there's no way to heal in his army at all. There's no healing. So, once you start taking wounds, you sort of start feeling them. However, assuming you have Teklis' 5-up spell off, your army is, you know, a third tougher, technically. So, you got a third more wounds. But, um, but, yeah, I just don't like shit. That just happens automatically. And I'd be a massive hypocrite to say, oh, this is okay because it suits my gender. But.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's totally fair. Like, it is a bit silly that you don't have to roll for half of this shit. Um, but, like, there's so much of this shit in this game already that you can't stop. Like, think of all the people that have, like, uh, prayers that go off on a 2+, and they get to re-roll ones anyway. There's no way to stop that. Oh,
0: yeah, you can't stop prayers at all. And it's, it's yeah. totally And it's some totally of those cool, yeah, some of those prayers are fucking broken, too. Oh, they're so good. But he, I mean, he doesn't sacrifice anything. You know, if it was, like, one he's, spell... He's 660 be 60 points, though. Yeah, but yeah. he's... He's worth it, he's like, he's so good. Yeah, he's worth it because (laughs) he has his
2: auto-casts. Yeah. Yeah, As well as his spell lore, and as well as his... Yeah, but if he had to roll for all his spells, and he was 660 points, and he was only getting like a plus one, plus two, it'd be shit. Yeah. Maybe maybe he wouldn't take him. So If he he runs
1: into a Lord of Change, with that, whatever that silly sub-faction is where he gets to re-roll his unbind he's already popped his commander ability, so he gets plus one to unbind you roll it on the dice you don't dice it so you've got four dice to roll and you all you need to see is one five up and he can't cast four spells automatically so like you should stop him completely doing that every single time right no
0: no so what he does is he so he casts pass...
1: on a 10 he casts four on a 10 right
0: that's that's, yeah. Yeah, that's like
1: ideal if you can do that if you can cast four on a 10 you're getting your best value out of him
0: yeah, and that's and that's yeah. what you do against most so,
1: armies. Yeah, so but if you play against an actual casting an actual casting army like something like Zench, which isn't actually even that good at casting anymore, no, they're not. Um, you can't do that against the Lord of Change, and he's yep. 380 points. So but what's he, what's the next one down? Is it three spells on a something, or is it two on no, 12? It's two
0: spells on a 12.
1: So he can only cast two spells on a 12. That's you're only casting two or one spells against Zench with Tickless.
0: Yeah, but the army has so many casts that I don't think there's there's yep, army can keep up with the unbinds as
1: well. No, but like if your 660 point character can only cast two spells because there's a chicken on the board, you don't see how like he really doesn't dominate the magic phase that badly against an actual casting army as well. Like,
0: well, clearly because you're saying this guy works in all situations except for his counter, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, um, like... Like, uh, yeah, Zinch, I think, I, think a Lord, I think you're right, bro. I think if someone ran like a Kairos and a Lord of Change, you but only would, need
1: one.
0: No, but well, he's got four spells, and...
1: No, but well, he can't cast four. It's he like, can. Yeah, he can cast four, but he will never get them off if he casts all four. The yeah, Lord but, of Change rolls four dice. He only set one five up on four dice.
0: Yeah, but a Lord of Change doesn't roll four dice. No,
1: he but he rolls two dice to unbind, right?
0: Yeah. He doesn't have four unbinds is what I mean. No
1: so. no no no, so so wait up, so wait up. So he rolls two dice to unbind. He changes his lowest dice to his highest dice. So he's got plus one to unbind, so all he needs to see is a five on one of his dice, and that's an eleven.
0: Yeah. He
1: gets a re roll to unbind, so he's rolling four dice. Any of those four dice need to show a five. Any of those four dice show a five You've yeah, unbinds. Your cast off. yeah,
0: unbinds. So yeah, still only got he still only got two unbinds and Teclis has four spells. Yeah, so the like change only that twice. That's what I'm saying.
2: Half of Teclis' spells go on to keeping him alive. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, you just go, you just you just if you're playing that Lord of Change, you just go, okay, I'm gonna unbind your um, Shield of Teclis, yeah,
0: and, and then yeah.
2: you just shoot Teclis off the board.
0: And then if you if you can go first as a Realm Lord's player, which you probably won against the Chain choice because there'll be one drop. You just do um, total eclipse and you're like sweet. Every time you spend a CP, it's two CP. Yeah. And Doc uh, Dok- <laughs> I mean not Doc, Zench own an army that are for having lots of CP. So all of a sudden, they need sixes on their on their dice instead of fives because they're not getting the plus one to cast and unbind and so on from their command ability. So I do think Zench is a good counter, especially if you have like a Kairos and a lot of change, because then you've got five attempts to unbind each spell. Not each spell, but you know five attempts to unbind. Uh, I think Croak is the other obvious one, but from what I understand, he has to spend CP to get all his buffs. Is that correct? Guys, help me out.
2: Don't know. No idea. I never okay. really have done his wars. I feel like I should know, but I'd never really use Croak because I think he's kind of shit.
4: Yeah, and so, then
0: there's Nagash as well, which is the other obvious one. And how high can you get to get tubby for Unbinds? Is it 2 plus?
1: Uh, it's not even that high. Yeah, it's two plus make you minus two, so it's like plus four really max. Yeah. you can even be affected by it. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Um, Croak is like plus one to unbind, but their whole thing is like unlimited range on it, so he's not going to be able to unbind shit.
0: Yeah. So he really he needs to roll tens to even with his plus one. So yeah, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about him. Maybe when I'm like smashing cunts and taking names of him hopefully in the future i'll be like oh no this is fine but at the moment i feel like it's a bit i don't know as i, it, I, as I, I was playing it i was just like i'm doing this because i can and i'm like oh, i don't like that in myself
2: but i'll still play him yeah i think <laughs> on, on paper it seems really good but in practice it's not going to be as crazy as as it appears yeah H-
3: having played against it with with Skaven, who I didn't have any bonuses to unbind. Maybe turn one because of my Norholds, but I think I have moved off them. That was, it's fine. You just accept it, and you'd be like, he's going to cast four spells, so I'll put my efforts into doing other things. Um, and it didn't it didn't feel bad. And I I'm someone who's really easy to get butt hurt over Warhammer, so that's <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially in the hero phase.
2: Yeah, and um, like I wouldn't take Techless to a fucking friendly game in most cases, but I play competitively, so I'm gonna fucking bring him. Yeah, that's no, fine. Yeah, it's fine.
0: We'll see. We'll find out. We'll, yeah. um, we'll find out when we have a bit more experience instead of just having the one game under our belt. But yeah. I, I hope he's a non-issue because um, I've been looking forward to something. So is Bo uh, for a long time now, ever since we found out back in December or whatever it was. Um, and I don't know. I was going to say something, but then I started reading and I can't multi I lost my train of thought.
2: Yeah, he'll um, have his oh, counters, and he'll be a hard counter for other stuff. Like It's going to be a mixed bag, I think.
0: Well, if you can L for him, he's fucked. If you can oh, take 2-1 L, he's fucked. If you can, like, Gav bomb him, or not that anyone does it anymore, if you, if you play KO, I think you pretty much just GG. Um, because you got no pre-game moves to really space out the board and stuff like well, that. His, um, so. The other thing to remember as well is,
2: like, <laughs> the, the spells are good buffs, but none of them are, like, crazy damage dealing, so... Like, him casting four spells isn't going to, like, tear your army to pieces. It's just going to, like, be mildly annoying.
3: Yeah, uh, that's that's right. It's, it didn't... The four spells didn't fuck me up completely,
2: you know, like Bo
3: said. But two of them go into just making Techless a bit better or making the army better. And then maybe some mortal wounds. Um, it did, like... Compared to playing, like, Zinch Chain or something, it's fine. I could... Yeah. No complaints.
1: Yeah. It can't seem more uninteractive than some of that other stuff that's come out but,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. and looking at the book I'm totally happy and fine with that book and looking at other books they make me not care about competitive Warhammer as much as they used to
0: mm. Yeah, I feel yeah. that I think playing against the Lords, lords um, you know once we I haven't played against them obviously but down the road I think people will view him as a grindy, attrition, frustration, army. I mean. Um, and what I mean by that is that they're, they're grinding the fact that they're resilient and there's not a lot of – the output comes from the mortal wounds. So if you roll – if you have, like, 20 wardens, 20 spearmen, you know, and you're rolling 40 dice and you pop off of sort of 10, 15 mortal wounds in one turn on fives, you're like, shit, that's a lot of burst. But otherwise, you're not doing a lot of damage outside of that because mm-hmm. you're wounded on fours with no rent. And it's the same with the Sentinels; they're only one shot, as we said. Um, so if, every now and then you'll get lucky and get a big swingy roll. But like Tickless will put out his five-up ward save, so everyone again is instantly more resilient. Um, he'll total eclipse you, so every time you want to use CP, you've got to double it up. So that's gonna that's effectively that's immediately affecting your resource of CP to the you know past battle shocks or to reroll charges or whatever or whatever inherent command abilities you have oh, fuck up, cats, Um, you have, you know, within your army, and I think they can just sort of sustain that over a long period of time. They can make units double moves. They can make people ethereal. You know, I had a Stone King, and I chucked him into um, my opponent's half my opponent's army, and he lasted the whole game with his ethereal save and with his minus one to hit because he's just standing there and his his sort of low output of damage. So um, I think that's what it will start to become is it's, I don't think you'll table anyone in one or two turns with Realm Lords, but I think you'll have you know, if you're playing rather defensively and playing around teclis I think you'll have a decent chunky army left sort of turn three, four and five. Unless and you
2: get out for turn one. Um I think the way to deal with Realm Woods, honestly, is like if you can kill Teclas, kill teclis Otherwise just cap objectives, because Realm Lords are yeah. not great at capping objectives. They can focus like one or two, maybe. Because you, it, in order to get all these bonuses, that you really need to make yourself survival, but you have to play condensed. Yeah, that's
3: that's what happened in our game. I didn't really kill that much of you. I just put bodies on the objective, and was able to do that better than your army could. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I do want to try a dawn light, dawn rider lance, and just run like three units you know, <laughs> in. Dawn Riders are underboard and just like propelling them one at a time with Tekla's been like, sweet, ethereal, re-rolling one, you know, Mystic Shield, 20 double movement move. spell, yeah. see you later, you go. Yeah, K2, I want to two, go to this unit, go. Turn three, this unit, go, you know, and just do that and sort of um, – I mean, it would be better for late game, because anything that was 28 inches in the late game is fucking amazing to score objectives, but I think that mm. was right. Initially, they will have issues. Anyway, that's probably enough for Lord's talk. Tubbs has yeah. probably gone to sleep or fallen into a chicken a coma. <laughs> um, GHB, boys, the other big news. GHB, yeah. that kind of sort of slid into our DMs earlier this week. That was quite... I don't know. Surprise, was that good it? news or, or not good news? What are you boys
2: saying? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Definitely yes, but I'm slightly annoyed because I was there was a, still a, a tiny part of me that was like hoping that they would slip in some realm lords in there, even though I knew it wouldn't. But then I saw that that was coming instead. And I was like, no, okay, we're not going to get them for like a couple of months, but at least we get a GHB.
0: That's what we're looking at September. Yeah, that's
2: what I keep seeing, but the GHB is good news, and yeah, I mean the, the it's going to shake things up. Hopefully, because the last one didn't really do anything crazy. The point adjustments were pretty minor, and I'd love to see some big changes just because as like kind of Sean alluded to some of the shit's just that's come out recently, just kind of is draining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Like it's, I think,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like my, yeah. My problem with AOS at the moment, it's not the points. I don't think the points can really fix it. It's sort of the direction the game's taken. It's sort of like, Every book has sub-factions. One sub-faction's better than the rest. The sub-faction gives you your command trait, your artifact, your la-di-da. It's got a good battalion. You take the battalion. The battalion yeah. picks your units for you. The battalion tells you your game plan. I wrote a really good list. Look at this. No, you didn't. Fucking <laughs> you write a really good <laughs> list. For you. Your fucking battalion told you which units to take and how many, and you did that. It told you, which artifacts and all that bullshit to take and you did that and now you end up with this thing and everything's on twos and twos or moves 20 inches or everything flies. everything's just so fucking fast and reliable and easy mm-hmm. that you didn't really do anything you're just you're sitting around licking windows and then you found a book and it explained everything for you and you put it on the table and it played itself like i sort of miss the good old days where <clears throat> you don't have a battalion. And you pick your artifacts and your command trait, and you know you're, you're actually building a list. You actually, you're actually coming up with your own game plan and your own way that your army works and synergizes together. Um, and I think like these this mix of sub factions and battalions is kind of killing that for me. Um, yeah, so and t- it's t- it's, t- yeah, it's t- annoying.
3: What would you, if anything, what would you want to see in the new handbook to uh, just Specifically on that to make that better. I don't know I if don't, there is anything, but
0: no, I yeah,
3: I, I totally agree. That's pretty ingrained into the yeah. Like, I agree with you for the most part. As well, Tubby yeah. said,
0: it's the rules. It's not the points. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 that's yeah, that's. But what, could it be
3: something like, um, say, battalions? You don't drop your battalion in one go, or you don't get an extra command point for a battalion. Yeah. That sort of things. So you could change little things. Do you, do you think little changes like that would make a difference? I
1: think what the GHB could realistically change, because it can't change that sort of thing, um, yeah. yeah, you have to drop your entire battalion in one go if you're yeah. going to drop your battalion. I hate this. Yeah. Oh, I've got a one-drop list, but I drop it one by one until you drop your last guy. Yeah, that's oh, bullshit. You know, it's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's like that it's the fuck off. Um, drop your whole battalion down at once, or you don't drop your battalion at once at all. You drop it individually. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to see... I don't know if it would work. I'd be interested to see a, a limit, like 40k does, like a limit of three um, on units that aren't heroes or troops or yeah. uh, or battle line or whatever. I don't know if it'll work. It may or may not work, but it would stop just the spam of just, like, just the same crap, just pick the best thing out of the book that works really well in the sub-faction that the sub-faction beefs the fuck out of and just take heaps of it. Um, 27 years? Yeah, it's Shelby just, yeah. just brain-dead to watch.
2: Like, <laughs> hey, that's <there's> three units, <laughs> fuck you. Or
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe smaller like, unit everything's sizes, got it. <laughs> It's like, give, give you some salamanders or, you know, or flamers or whatever and just take heaps of units of them. Like, it's yeah, but, really boring yeah. to look at on the table. Um, but, yeah, you could have limit limit unit sizes um, more harshly and then put, put in those restrictions that you can only take three of a unit or four of a unit, either, but you know, really cut the limit, the unit sizes down. That could help. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I think I think the problems are past points. I think they're too ingrained into the indiv- into the individual books, and I think you need FAQs
2: definitely um, in a
1: new direction to, to fix sort of where I yeah. see it's going that I don't like.
2: Yeah, I think- no, one hundred percent. I agree with everything you said. I, I should clarify that like I'm excited about points changes just as a stopgap to maybe cut down on some of the most obscene shit until we get a big reset. Cause I do think we probably need a full reset and yeah. that's like, like not just an addition change because the old books would still
1: yeah.
2: be used, but like everything is fundamentally change.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to an AOS, AOS three more than a GHB when it comes out, you know? Yeah. They definitely.
3: should just call it age of Thankwell and be
2: done with it. <laughs> yeah. like, Stop having everything fight at the start of the combat phase. Stop having everything fucking teleport. Oh
1: man, like, Teleports. It's,
2: <laughs> it's oh, so annoying. Like it, you know, it used to be like a couple of units could ambush. Like when beasts of chaos were the only ones that could ambush. You were like, sweet, that's fine, whatever. It's like an Ungor unit, no problem. And now yeah. I can deep strike my entire fucking Deepkin army and get a plus six to charge. So I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm guilty as hell of all of this bullshit. But like I would I would be shot. fine with not doing it if it wasn't in the rules.
3: Yeah, well you oh, just man. you're doing that bullshit to keep up with the arms race, right? Yeah. Um, because you want to be playing competitive games and there's nothing wrong with that. But if the sort of like if the arms if they took away our, our nukes, we'd still enjoy Warhammer and we'd still play and we'd just play to what yeah. we had. But yeah, we, we could it could be a lot more enjoyable. For it's everyone. Cool.
1: Yeah. 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 Did um, I see? Because um,
3: we still do love it. Obviously, we're on here talking about it. Yeah, but it could be better, I
0: suppose. Hundred percent. What's that Toby?
1: Did I see um forty k the forty k rule that came out? Was that you can only increase or decrease a characteristic by a maximum of one? Was that yeah. a thing? Yeah. That, no, they're like,
0: capping modifiers. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. if they've clarified how much. But they're saying something about, because I know there was an issue, and I'm not as clued in into the 40k world as probably any of you guys, but I know there was a big issue with Aldar Flyers at some point, where they were like minus two or minus three to hit, and I don't think they had the, always hit on sixes rule, I could be wrong with that, Um, but I think that's sort of what it's geared towards, I don't know if it's, because then how does all their weapons work, because there's like Rend 4 weapons and Rend 5 weapons, so... Um, which is fine in 40k because you've got invulnerable saves which are like way more common than damage prevention saves that we have in in AOS but is that something you'd like to see a a cap on modifications
1: I'd uh, I'd just be interested to see you know how these are the sort of changes that I'd like to see you know big big changes to core mechanics that would balance out some of this some of the stuff that's initially broken Mm -hmm. um or just, you know, a bit brain-dead that could could help it out. Like, you know, before AOS 2 dropped, and there were some books that dropped just before AOS 2, and they were just so brain-dead good, um, that we're like, what is this? Who? <laughs> what's going on? Like, why are all these books coming out like this? And then AOS 2 dropped, and all of a sudden they were nowhere near as good, because the unbind range was 30 inches, say, for Nurgle, you know? They were just zapping you across the board the whole time. Um, And then they couldn't and then all of a sudden they sort of seem to even up the playing field a whole bunch Just little things like that. Like I think some some big core mechanics changes could be really good
3: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think the The limit on modifiers could be really interesting. Yeah, Um, maybe it would be you can't stack two effects like two different effects on, you can only have one buff on a unit at a time or something like that that could really change the game because a lot of the there's a lot of i buff this one unit with five different buffs and now they're like you said twos and twos run three damage five um if you could only if you had if you put one buff on them say you put mystic shield on and then you go oh, i want to give them plus one attack then mystic shield comes off maybe something like that yeah
1: um
3: would make you pick your buffs a lot better
1: i i'd like to see it lean towards like that i think if you put something like that in the game you'd see the game lean towards more of a um msu focused uh sort of meta rather yeah rather than just a death starry sort of thing which i feel like sort of going on um
2: that'd be cool i like that
1: msu is really interesting I'd, i'd I would really like to see the meta sway in the way of MSU rather than Death Stars for a
2: little bit. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, that's how yeah. I used to play until I just got sick of losing all the time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'd really like to see in Age of Sigma is having my little foot slog in hero with a sword actually do something oh, other fuck than yeah. buff my dudes. I want to see him get stuck in and have a fight. Maybe have a duel with another hero. Uh, obviously, he'll get crushed by like a, a bloodthirst or something, but... Have, have those little heroes <laughs> actually do something in combat, you know?
5: Yeah, they used to have. just
3: be a, like my Skaven Claw Lord, you know, and it's a, he's a rat, so he's never gonna be that great at fighting, but he's barely basically never goes into combat. He just hangs out behind a unit and gives them plus one attack, that's what he's for. Um or like the Deathmaster who is like an assassin who I'd never put into combat with the intent to kill something.
0: Um I'd like to see that that change. Yeah, I, I agree much. I think um, there's very few small scale heroes that actually do anything, even the medium scale ones. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a monster hero, then yeah, sure, but we're not talking about that. The only thing I, I can think of is, like, a leech cavalos is pretty good. And he's sort of a, I don't know how many points he is, but he's a sort of smaller scale hero. Yeah, he's on a mount but he's, like, you know, seven wounds, but nine if you put him in Petrifix or whatever. And he's a bit of a boss. Um, you know, it's sort of the same as the Achillean King, I guess. Sort of in that range. He's a but, similar
2: price range.
0: for Yeah.
3: It. Yeah, the Achillean King's a good feel for a hero, I yeah. think. He has a sort of medium size. But if you could have, like, a version of him on foot.
0: Oh, um, there's all foot heroes are shit. They're all yeah. five wounds or six wounds. Like those
3: Chaos thing. dudes, the Slave to Darkness... Dark Earth Chieftain and the War Queen they're both sick models and when I first got into Age of Sigma, I was like I'm gonna buy that little muscle dude and he's gonna kick ass and he doesn't kick ass but he looks like he should he's got a giant sword
2: I was like playing Bone Reapers and someone charges in their like bone um not bone bone splitters and someone charges in the fucking hero version with the swing and the axe and then he's just shit the and savage yeah, the a savage a boss, orc whatever boss. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, cool, sweet. Do it. Go oh, for it.
0: That's a good comparison. Um, not the more Crusher. The fucking orc boss on foot. i this oh, yeah. guy. Never see her, eh? mate. What's his name? I can't remember. Megaboss? Is that it? Yeah, he's just
2: a megaboss.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, he is pretty pretty decent. Uh, I'm guessing that's sort of the level you would want foot level heroes to be at, Mitch. Is that about right? Uh, I'm not sure if I've ever played against that dude, so I don't know. But if he's decent,
3: yeah, he's just pretty decent dude in combat. Like, so you wouldn't want if he went into a unit of battle line, he'd kick some ass, you know. You might not wipe the unit, but he'd kill more
2: um, than not. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's he's decent. The... But you never seen because he's not as good as the more Crusher. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think the activation's probably the problem with it. Because they're such a small unit, when they activate, they don't get much of an impact. I think, like, if you gave them something like uh, a rule where if a hero under seven wounds um, fights first, uh, mm-hmm. fights a unit can fight immediately after. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, something like that. A unit within 18 or something can fight immediately. Yeah. Probably within 18 can immediately fight after. It doesn't cost you anything. So, the
0: Bloodmaster ability. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: you, we yeah. see it. Like, that big cool. boss that we're talking about has it. And so does the Bloodmaster guy. But, like, it's so hard to get them within these tiny little ranges. Like, I think the Bloodmaster was like three inches when you first did it. Uh, and it's like, fucking, what a waste of time.
3: But so um, yeah. that, that would almost be like old Warhammer Fantasy Battle where you put your hero in the unit. Yeah. Right? i know yeah, never played totally but I've seen pictures of it, and there's yeah. a little hero the standing
1: in unit. They're buffs, right? Like, they're already there for buffs.
0: Yeah. yeah, but those heroes were also like beasts, because you can make them like four or five hundred point lords that were like kitted out with gear and magic gear and shit. Yeah, and back so then, you you were that targeted that by like yeah. two nah. models. And back then you only needed to get rid of sort of, I don't know, Boat and it was far better than what I can, and maybe Tubbs too, but you get rid of five or six models depending on what you're playing against and then you're really just looking for them to fail their morale or whatever it's called and run away.
1: Yeah, man, I used to play Grotz We used to fail morale real good.
2: Yeah, yeah your leadership tests because you've got so <laughs> yeah. many ways to increase your leadership and instead of like the models running, you would have the whole unit turn around and run.
0: Yeah.
2: So, it was pretty crazy.
0: <laughs> I think that's some really good points that we brought up there. I don't know how much... <laughs> I don't think, to be to be quite frank, I agree with all of them, but I don't think any of them are actually going to be implemented in GHB. So, what yeah. is something we can maybe be? Because GHB really, what does the GHB There's address? Points. It addresses points, points and in, it addresses new missions.
1: Yeah, new missions. The rounds and Maybe new scenery. That's
0: probably the big thing. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, um,
3: it does. It does also address matched play rules. So that's where the match play rules are, right? So they can. Could, we just
0: get rid of like large discount bonuses on units? I fucking hate it. Nah, because I play Scabin. No. So I want to keep that. Nah, leave please. That alone,
1: please. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. So, if we think about what was an issue come October last year, because a little peek behind the curtain, which I don't think is sort of to be quite. I don't think it's much of a peek behind the curtain, but me and Tubby are asked by GW to give point feedback. We're not playtesters, but. Um, and a lot of people do. Well, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, big dick ass, look at this, because a lot of people get asked for it. In fact, I think they even just put it on their Facebook posts, like page to, to give points to feedback, but they do specifically email like 40 or 50 people. Um, and we just happen to be a part of that and they just get just us to ask our friends. And this, no, that's not it at all. <laughs> I complained to them about something and they put me on the email list and listen, that was literally it. Um, so, <laughs> it's, 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 so I got my foot in the door. Um, yeah, where was I going with this? So, and, and they asked for this feedback in October. And I think they give you a deadline of late October. They normally ask you early October, and then they ask for it at the end of October. And, I mean, maybe they've already made their minds up, but at that point, I think any, like, overwhelming changes that they need to make, they made points-wise in their December FAQ, where we saw changes for, like, Slaanesh for their depravity and stuff like that, right? And there was a couple of points changes, drops, in the December FAQ last year, but... So we need to think about what was an issue in this time last year, effectively. What was everyone bitching about this time last year? Because that's what's going to be addressed in the GHB. Because the GHB was probably completed in February, would be my bet, January or February. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And obviously with COVID fucking up everything, it's been released now. And I mean, to be fair, they normally, they always ask us in October for feedback. So they normally like to release it between June and July. So, you know, what was an issue back then? That realistically might get looked at now which is the issue with the book cycle is that there's like a nine month delay
3: first thing that comes to mind if it's, I, I'm not sure oh. if the timing lines up but if it's January, February, maybe Zinch that was that was the big bad at the time and that was the big thing and everyone Bone Daddies, foreign
1: foreign daddies, daddies. Right? okay yeah,
0: so a, if we look at this a bit more critically then so if we remember last year's GHB came out about the same time of year right it was already too late to submit feedback for Gits, Skaven, Fleshy to courts. Oh, that's um, right. They did get
3: FAQ, though. Skaven got FAQ two weeks after.
0: Yeah, so what I'm saying is the book didn't address it because the book had already been to print. Yeah. So that gives you the sort of timeline that they're probably actually making this decision maybe in November and December, and they don't really need our feedback. They've already got their minds made up. But this is me just trying to set the table of, this is when GW was looking at the problems that were current in the game. Shit, we're like almost a year beyond that. So what are we sort of hoping for in that sense? Hopefully, if it's been missed in print, like you guys just said, it'll get in FAQs and editors afterwards. But what I'm just trying to stress is that, you know, this is how far ago they were looking at these issues. So Yeah. Yeah, um, it's
3: not going to be addressing like Seraphon
0: um right now in the book uh, i mean it might but it'll be in faq it won't yeah, be it, it yeah. won't be in the book yeah, and yeah. same with sentient care. it'll be in the book i mean yeah. it'll be in faq
3: yeah uh, i think
0: well yeah i think there won't be
3: massive changes in the ghb probably okay. Just add there'll tweaks and things um ads add a couple things maybe they, they also concentrate a lot on narrative and open play and uh, meeting engagements that's that I think those are pretty big parts of it from games workshops point of view uh, obviously we talk about match play and that's that's what we really care about um, but they might not necessarily be thinking this book is just for match play so they might think oh match play is pretty good we can leave it generally as it is we'll add all these other things in for all the non power gamers out there um, they like Bo said before the realm I think the biggest change at least from what we've seen is that realm thing so which I think is cool so you roll off, and the winner picks the realm you're playing in. You get a spell, a command oh. ability, and a realmscape feature. Uh, and they're removing the... Bro, uh, I totally
0: missed that. What the fuck? Yeah, so, so,
3: yeah, so, so, yeah well, no, it's cool. So, so, it is cool. So after you roll off for sides or whatever, you roll off again, and the winner picks which realm you're playing in. Uh,
1: so, how do, any, and they just pick a realm. Any yeah, realm.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um,
1: Wait. This so is just those... based... All this those abilities just, where it's like if you're playing in Ruddy Ra realm, you get this tiny yes. little bug. So
3: endless, endless spells could be way better, depending yeah. on if you win a dice roll. About that. Uh, so they just give you. So they're not doing the realm features or artifacts from the core book or Malign sorcery for match play. So yeah, the artifacts,
0: suppose
3: the artifacts are gone. You get one artifact per realm if you're picking. If if your if your army is from a realm, you have one choice of artifact. I think. Um, but anyway when you pick your realm for the game there's a command ability a spell and a realmscape feature that's in play for that game i think that's a really good way to put those get those realms going in match play because we never use them they're really cool i like playing in the realms but sometimes you roll on that table and you're like oh yeah no one can run like oh this is you can't see beyond six inches or
0: whatever it is. Yeah,
3: you wouldn't want yeah. that at a tournament. I've had some great games doing that at home. Um, it is a lot of fun. But at a tournament, you get some massive feel-bads. So if they have a nice balanced set of rules for the realms that add to the game um, and don't do stupid shit, then it could be really cool. Like I think the one that was previewed was that every scenery piece has the volcanic terrain feature as well as what it already has. So that's kind of cool. It just means hugging scenery on a six, you're going to take some mortal wounds. Um, does make the game take a bit longer because you've got to roll a dice each hero phase for each piece of terrain. Um, but that seems like a reasonable sort of addition to a game to me. It's not, it's not crazy. It's just
0: a little extra thing that you have to think about. Mm. So significant changes. I think the Realm Artifacts can go, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I think they're done.
1: Everyone's bought of them now.
0: And I mean, they just, in my mind, they bring mid-to-top-tier armies up, I guess you'd say. Um, Most armies have access to artifacts these days. Um, Artifact lists seem to be getting smaller. I mean, I look back at my Stormcast book, which is two years old now, um, because that's when AOS 2 dropped. And there's, like, fucking 50 artifacts in there. There's six combat ones, there's six defensive ones, there's six, like, magical ones. And then there's wizard ones, and then there's totem ones, and there's priest ones. And it's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You and know, then you
3: just bring Aether Quarth brooch.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it. And yeah, yeah. exactly you take a sub like,
1: so you don't get a pick anyway.
0: I'm like, <laughs> all right, I take a sub-faction, so I have to take <laughs> this one, and then I want a battalion because I want to get a brooch. Or yeah. uh, amulet, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I mean, the Realm Lords one. I think there's like six artifacts in the whole book outside of the
2: nations. Is that right, Bo? Yeah, yeah. And and most of them are in shit. Oh, they're yeah, they're not very good. The Phoenix Stone one is the finest one because just you can bring Tackles back to life.
0: But you can't give it to Tackles, can you?
2: No, but it doesn't affect the you uh, the bear. You can use it on a uh, hero within range
0: can you yeah yeah so if you roll a six right if, yeah if, it's on it's on a, it's on a and, six and a hero can come back. yeah so that's fine. oh yeah slam up and into it yeah,
3: it's roll. like the old clan brass orb you roll a six and just sway someone in six inches yeah
0: take like that that i'm gonna to to take to it just, for the, yeah, just for a
2: yeah just sort of you 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 take that just for the psychological effect of being like hey, if you kill tackles i can bring it back on a six yeah. Well, five
0: games in a tournament, you probably you might get it off once, you know, yeah. statistically, he comes, you always
2: he, should. So He comes back with full wounds. So <laughs> it's just <laughs> such a fuck you. <laughs> 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 it's just such uh, a flex, <laughs> you know? It's so it's so just funny. Just get it
1: out on the table
2: at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I like I was um, I I th- I think I definitely agree with like what Sean was saying earlier with them um, like when you take a sub faction, you're so limited in your choices, like I miss having that choice. That was what was so great about Warhammer yeah. Fantasy is you were playing for paying for like individual models and you could put artifacts and like weapons on each one and it got a bit too micromanagery, but you, you could build a list that you wanted. Now it's definitely like, are there any good battalions? If there aren't, like in my in Deacon, I think there are no good battalions, so fuck, fuck the battalions, just build whatever you want. But in Realm Lords, there are some decent battalions. So you're building entirely around the battalions, or like you're building entirely around a change host and you see the same fucking army every goddamn time. Yeah, bro. So, like with the GHB changes to how they're doing um, Realm artifacts, I think it's kind of a shame because I liked having the choice, but at the same time, there was one in each table that was like significantly better than all of the other ones so everyone would just take that one like everyone would only take a ethereal amulet or people yeah. would take the sword of judgment maybe if they had like a high attack thing yeah, yeah. out, out of you, like
3: 100 artifacts yeah and you wouldn't see
2: like anything like. else what i'd love to see is like a couple of artifacts per realm yeah
1: but good. they're
2: all just kind of okay that's basically what we're getting i think yeah it's still, like, it's still a little bit too limited for my liking, but it's better than yeah, having I'm just all gonna this try choice to... and everyone's still just picking ethereal.
3: I'm going to see if I can find that little exit. Because the, they showed the Realm of Fire rules and it had the artifact. See if I can find that. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been having
2: a quick look for it, but I couldn't well, find it better luck. In saying
0: that, Bo, would you prefer it to Now, this is an extreme way to get to possibly the same result. But in AOS one when books started coming out with battalions and artifacts, um, aka the Sylvaneth book, the first one, because that was the first one that had artifacts and battalions. Uh, that came out like four years ago now, and battalions were like twenty to forty points.
2: Oh yeah, and, that, was,
0: that and, was crazy. And yeah. a lot of people had like two to three battalions in their armies because they were so cheap and they gave you more artifacts. And maybe that's another way around, or maybe being able to buy artifacts. Was that, you know, something like 50 points gets you an extra oh, okay. artifact out of your battle time? Because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan, building on your point, I'm a huge fan of customization and personalization of my army, especially my heroes. I love that about fantasy, about can out a 400-point lord and giving him 100 points of special weapons and, you know, getting a fucking mental erection of building my little, my little elf and my dwarf or whatever it was. So. Yeah.
2: Well, they were um, cool as well, because they'd range from, like, pay five points to have your hero cause fear, specifically in flying units, which is, like, pretty garbage, all the way to give him a 70-point sword that gives him strength plus three. Mm. Oh, you know, like, that was cool. I liked yep. that. And it would be cool to get some sense of customization in. And, and it's a real shame that when you take a sub-faction, you're like, okay, I'm taking... Iliartha, so I'm limited to taking the one artifact that lets me um, well come back to life once, but on a unit that's got a five plus save and five wounds. So mm. I really don't give a fuck about it. Like artifacts have just become a thing that exists that I don't really care about because I can't build around them because they're kind of useless unless it's- because I don't have enough of them to take use of like say ethereal. Yeah, and there's also only
0: two heroes in the Wards book that you can actually put artifacts on. <laughs> yeah, and they're both so, plus, say, five wound wizards. Wizards, yeah. So they're pretty... I mean, it's not the golden example, um, but yeah, I think there might be something cool. There'll probably is something like 50-point skin artifact sort of thing, like they did with CP, maybe. I'm not too sure, but I would I would endorse that, because I think that would open it up to having less cookie uh, cutterless cookie and more sort of people trying to beat a special snowflake and coming up with a new jank combo because, like Mitch said, there's a hundred artifacts out there. Wait, there's there's eight realms and there's 12 artifacts to a realm? Is that correct? Yeah, something like that. Yes, okay. So there's um, there's close to a hundred. It's pretty close to a hundred. And I could probably only name about six or seven that I regularly see and the rest of them I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. Well, you've got like... um, Broach, you've got um, Ethereal, you've got Ignaxus Scales, you've got fever Charm, is it?
3: Yeah, uh, guy, guy Strike.
0: Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh, sort of Judgment. Yeah. Uh, what's the that? Red, doppelganger? The Doppelganger as well, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't see that too much anymore, yeah, but now. it's still good. Yeah, yeah so when good. it first came out and you could do it every turn, was that oh right? Oh my god.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, uh, I found the um, realm realm rules from the next GHB if you want to talk about that.
0: Go on enlighten them. Enlighten no, not them. So all, I'm gonna I'm
3: gonna take off not my any anyway.
0: while you do this. So yeah, you do cool. that.
3: Uh, so this is just a little. It's two pages of the GHB and it's cut off at the bottom. That's um, in it's in the video that they put on their community website. Uh, it basically says yeah if you so after picking a battle plan to use you must pick a mortal realm for the battle to take place in. The players roll off and the winner picks the mortal realm. Um, blah, blah, blah. If you decide that your army is from a specific realm and you wish to make one of your artifacts, uh, a realm artifact, you must pick that one, the one from these pages. So they've got the realm of fire here um, as one of the ones they've shown. Uh, realm sphere magic has fireball, which I'm pretty sure is the same as it is already. It's just mortal wounds depending on the unit size. The um, Realmscape feature is... Yeah, everything's volcanic. The artifact is called the Incandescent rage blade, which is a pretty cool name.
0: Sounds like a corn weapon.
3: Yeah. Uh, pick one of the bearer's melee weapons. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by that weapon is six, it scores two hits on the target instead of one. Uh, and the command ability is... Use it at the start of your hero phase. Pick one friendly unit wholly within 12 of a friendly hero. You add one to run or charge rolls until your next hero phase, and you can't do it more than once on a unit. Um
1: yeah. Pretty so that, that terrain thing. Can you read yeah. that out again?
3: Terrain features, including faction terrain, have the volcanic scenery rule in addition to oh, okay. any other scenery rules yeah. that they have. Yeah. In addition. Yeah,
1: I was thinking so, like if it they doesn't
0: all, just turn them into a lock, yeah, yeah. they yeah. all were volcanic uh, the and then no, corn altar and you know fucking OBR yeah. whatever that thing is
3: and they've got some of the so the, the realm of chips yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they've got some realm of chamon chamon on the other page it's some of it's cut off but you can see the the realmscape feature is similar but with the entangling scenery rule so that's probably the theme there. Yeah. the command ability for Chamon is uh, use it in the, in the combat phase, if you do so pick one friendly ho- unit holy within 12 of a hero so I'm guessing that will be the theme is holy within 12 of the hero until your next hero phase, so this is interesting you do it in the combat phase and it lasts until your next hero phase add one to the hit rolls for attacks made with melee weapons, if it oh. made a charge move in the same turn okay so that kind of cancels out the, yeah, until yeah, your next hero phase yeah and they've got the magic, which is uh, metamorphic warding, casting value seven, pick one from the unit, holy within 12, add one to save rolls until the next era phase. Uh, and I can't see what the rules for the artifact are for that one. Uh, yeah. To me, those all seem pretty reasonable.
1: It could be real you? cool if they, you know, you got your train, your faction train effects, and then you made everything else volcanic like that. Like... If you come up against an army that really wants CP or really wants Arcane Terrain and you won the roll off to pick the realm, well, you just don't fucking pick the realm where you can get Arcane Terrain or commanding, right? Like, Yeah. You've got play outside of the game before you even get to the table, you know what I mean?
3: I, I'd hope I'd be real that... Into that. That'd I'd hope cool. that Arcane or Commanding aren't one of the ones that...
1: Oh, <laughs> <all me>. oh, <laughs> oh I imagine Commanding
3: would be so
4: fucked. It, sh- it
3: should be like, I don't know, maybe Damned or... Damned would even be pretty good, actually. Yeah, Damned would
4: be cool, though.
3: Yeah, Overgrown, I bet that would be Run With Life.
0: Uh, I used to fucking love Damned. It was so good.
3: Yeah. Maybe, maybe Myst... Nah, Mystical would be pretty busted, too. Nullification. Yeah, that could be one, I guess. Yeah. That's interesting. And may- maybe some of the realms have different rules and these are just coincidental, but, yeah. you know, games workshop do, like, patterns.
0: Okay. So that'll be, that'll be good to have a bit of a shake-up because yeah. I think GW's tried really hard to get everyone to play with the realms. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have. And I think it's just always been a bit of an issue in tournaments, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I, do- and I don't mean that in, like, a realms a stupid way. It's just when I, even when i've been at tournaments that have realm rules i just forget to use them so yeah. it's sort of yeah. a participation issue on my end but you know when we go to tournaments and every every round the realms changing i'm like what the fuck, you know like for cancon this year it was all consistent it was all um going around the realm of life so that was that was handy but even then i totally didn't use anything because i forgot to uh, i don't know if you did Tubby. did you
1: yeah i wrote my whole list around it yeah <laughs>
0: Janky cunt. <laughs> 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 all right mr page all right yeah this is a
3: good way to get that so you're actively choosing the realm so it, you're sort of your brain's thinking about it before you start playing
0: yeah and it's so you're more to likely remember, to remember it's, it's, yeah. it's not like oh it's got one or six features yeah you know it's and like, the features yeah. are changing so i think that's um I'm not against the realms at all. I think it's quite cool. Yeah, Actually, I think it's I, cool. I quite like what you've said. Oh, yeah. um, because it's just more of saying, like, this is what the rule is. Instead of being like, oh, you can pick this one of eight, and then you can pick one of six, and, oh, it's going to change next round. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah, and it looks- seems
3: like all the rules, hopefully they're all similar. If they're all just wholly within 12 of a hero, and uh, all the terrain features have this one thing, that would be great, because then that's, easier to remember as well.
0: Yep. 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 Um, scoring. What do we think about scoring? Do we think it's going to, like, secondaries, do we think it's going to become a, a sort of uh, core function of a game? I think
3: one of the, uh, so they've put out the contents page as well, and there was uh, matched play auxiliary objectives is a page, and that's yeah, at the very end of the match play section
2: should really read this shit before a podcast. Me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's Go some on. interesting sounding um, scenarios too.
3: Yeah. So, so we've got some, some match play auxiliary objectives. So yeah, I'm assuming that is something like secondary objectives, uh, maybe tied more into the, the game and the outcome of the game. So maybe you, like getting a major victory, you have to get an auxiliary objective or something like that. It might affect your your result yeah. rather than just being extra points at a tournament.
0: Yeah, and that's that's where I was getting that, Mitch, is do you think it'll be more incorporate, right, incorporated into the mission? Like, you know how every mission starts with, like, the battle begins sort of thing, you know, deploy your army, etc. Yeah. I was wondering if there was going to be, like, use Blood and Glory, for example, would be, like, deploy your armies, you know, within 12 inches of your territory, your territory's half the board. Once you finish deploying, pick your objective or something yeah. and keep it yeah. in. And then victory conditions are sort of thing. Um, just something like slide in a paragraph then because then I think it would start. Because I use secondaries in tournaments because obviously to become like a normal uh, scoring part of a tournament game, which is fine. I don't have an issue with it. But when I'm outside yeah. of tournaments, I never use secondaries. Like when I'm playing with mates, I'm never like, oh, Mitch, write down your secondary to see how much you beat me by or not. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a win's a win at that point. It doesn't really matter. So um. Yeah, having it
3: be part of the actual game could be quite cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we've got two new battle plans from what I can tell. We're talking through this list. We've got uh the blade's edge, uh, and we've got forcing the hand. Um
2: looks fucking like sounds It does a bit. The what the rest the, of the, yeah, fucking. The raid dip, of garden chaining priorities. I don't remember those ones unless they're like those ones are, ones that no one ever used. Those are meeting engagement scenarios. Uh, they are too. Yeah,
3: no, I don't play meeting engagements. Yeah. No, no one does. Um, there looks like there's a couple more of them too, but um, hopefully they do something with meeting engagements because it's quite fun, but it just needs a bit of tweaking. Yeah, um, It is a good way to get... If, if you've got mates like with kids or something who can't get away for four hours, that is a great way to play Warhammer. Um, just say it, but if you have just, just and you've only got a few hours to play,
0: that's a good way to play it's, Warhammer. It's, we give away the same
3: much. Yeah, that's exactly who oh, I was thinking yeah. of. Um, well, you know. I've actually got two games of meeting engagements in in one night with Tom, which is astounding. Uh, but yeah, meeting engagements they if they give that a bit of attention, a bit of tweaking, they're actually quite good. There's a lot of potential there. Um the other thing I can see in this list that is new, which we haven't talked about yet, is the Coalition Matrix. Um,
0: yeah, have you guys that seen that? that? Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. It's it multiplayer. Is, yeah. It's one thing I've seen. So is it uh, multiplayer exclusively?
3: That's my understanding. Uh, okay, there's a little paragraph about it. Coalition of Death is designed for all three types of play uh, open play, match player, narrative. Match play gamers can look forward to an expanded set of rules that ensure their coalitions of death are expanded as possible. Here's a new matrix. Uh, that doesn't really tell us anything. Um, al- armies that are close allies will be able to coordinate better in ba- battle. So that tells me that sounds like it's two armies, not actual alliance a- allies like we have
2: uh, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's more like yeah. triumph and treachery than it is allies. It's definitely not allies. It's
3: I think so. Yeah, so it sounds like it's written for Coalition of Death is the name of the multiplayer game. That's the, what they're branding it as. It sounds like that's what this is for. Anyway, it's quite cool. The first thing I looked at was the. So it's got this chart and it's got all the factions down along the left side and then all the factions along the top. First thing I looked at was Skaven. They got no mates. Uh, <laughs> it basically says, are they, you know, is there no? It says no, no coalition possible. Uh, or Battleforge Coalition, which is green, which means they're friends, uh, Fractious Coalition, which is orange, and then Desperate Coalition, which is red. And Skaven are the only faction with no green, which I love because
0: that is correct. Even with other Skaven. Yeah, even with Just other Skaven. It's a fractious coalition. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. It's like, I know they mentioned Fire Slayers in the article, but I think the Sons of Ahmed was everyone. They can ally with, with like, everyone. Yep, so they can uh, ally
3: with everyone. Firespace yeah. can ally with everyone except
0: scale
3: and gets and gets, yeah.
0: I think. Makes sense. But yeah. It's I mean cool. it'll be it'll be yeah. interesting to see and it's I did like the chart. I am not gonna lie, I did have a look through that and see who I could ally with and so on. Um, but that'll be interesting. That'll be super interesting. I mean it's probably not gonna be applicable for us, but I mean it kinda sucks because we're so it goes up for pre order on Saturday, and normally we would have leaks by now but because none of the people who get the advanced copies are getting them at the moment, um, because the guy's not at GW sorted out from what I understand. Right. We won't see any leaks until maybe next week when people start getting advanced copies, which is um, kind of cool, but it's unusual. I will say it's unusual. Yeah. Or who knows, maybe some German guy will just sell it again <laughs> and chuck YouTube. it all over the internet. <laughs>
2: you <Yeah. laughs> know, so... i see yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, sorry, Bo, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's, it's frustrating for the four of us because um, just another cheeky segue. Is, uh, um, yeah. We've got tournaments coming up that we want to prepare for, but there are points changes.
3: Yeah, that's the same thing I was
2: going to say.
0: Oh, Bo, <laughs> you've, you've tickled my balls. <laughs> I did have <laughs> a
2: thing or two to say about the General's
0: Handbook, but fuck it, I feel like we've just gone way off topic.
2: What are these cheeky tournaments you're talking about? Oh, well, there's Call to Arms, and then that's the first weekend of August, and then the following weekend, back to back, is Teams. Mm. Is that the
1: weekend after? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Where yeah.
2: were you in the pre the pre show? We were just <laughs> we talking about, about
0: this. this. I well, had the same thing. I was like. I and shitting, maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thing. I was like, oh, fuck it, i hey, back to back. That's going to be a. Oh, a what a
1: great time. time. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, which, got, which one are we bombing and which one are we doing well in? Maybe we will bomb. Oh, man. I don't, I don't
0: know. know. I think it's an off-mic off, off mic discussion. But, yeah, so we've got Call of Arms, which um, is traditionally quite a bigger event for New Zealand standards. Um, get around the 30-odd mark, which for New Zealand is, like, a decent chunky event. It's not the biggest event, but it's um, a decent size nonetheless, especially in this COVID world where a lot of people – You know, I think about the States in the UK that can't actually sort of play at the moment. So, well, depending on where you are in those regions. Um, So I think initially we started with 10 people for call to arms because of social distancing and shit. But from what I understand, there's no cap anymore. Is that correct, boys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And the last update I saw was at the end of May and there was 18 people. So I don't know if there's more. I think we're... I'll just quickly shoot Jono a message because I've been talking to him and he's organising it, so he'll know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can get that sort of live on the air, some reporting as you smash your keyboard and we can all hear it. <laughs> some um, part off the press from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. Reckon yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that would be really cool. Hopefully, traditionally it's been about 52 players. Um, yeah, court of arms. I fucking love court of arms. I've got a big soft spot for court of arms, uh, for a few reasons. It was the first Age of Sigma tournament I ever went to. Um, I podium two years in a row and then I've done two years pretty poorly. Uh, it's the closest tournament to my house. It's literally like a kilometre and a half from my house, so it's you know, I can just oh, go it's there good, for eh? like four dollars. It's
2: great. Yeah. I can walk there. It's so good.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a close location. It's got this history in myself and it was a tournament that I for two years in a row I came very close to winning but couldn't and then I came, like, 8th, and then I came, like, fucking, who cares? So, I've always loved Call of Arms, and it's the fifth year that we'll be doing um, Sigma at Call of Arms, so that's, that's really super awesome, and I cannot wait. Um, it's a five-game five, five game 2K, is that right, guys? I hope it is, because I haven't read the pack.
2: Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it's pretty standard sort of match play. First tournament since February for
2: us, yeah? Yeah. Yeah,
0: or even earlier. How many tournaments have we done this year? Done CanCon and then... Yeah, yeah. So this will be the first tournament since February, so I'm fucking so looking forward to it. I'm actually pretty keen just to invite everyone over on the podcast right now to my house afterwards, and we can just have a big social catch-up bitch drink session afterwards. But I do live with a significant other who I don't think will be very happy about that. So I'll talk to her first, and we'll see if we can work something out, because I do miss those... There's a nerd fest of hanging out post-tournament and hearing all the stories and having some beers and playing some games and shooting the shit, so. I think
3: it just happens whether you like it
0: or not, Sean. Well, traditionally, it always has been. So, yeah. and we actually got news the other day that the airport's finally going to demolish our house. So, oh, we're, yeah, yeah. So, that's it's, yeah. A bit of, it's a bit of life bit of life news there. So, um, yeah, the airport owns my house. And we've lived here for a few years because it's cheap. And we've always known this day is coming, but we were sort of told it was going to be five years in a road or whatever. We don't have a definitive date for it, so um, but we've been told sort of in the next 12 months, but no biggie. So don't know if this is the appropriate place to discuss that, but whatever. I'll share that with everyone. <laughs> so yeah, um, anywho, so call to arms, boys. Yeah, we're at
3: 20, 22 people at the moment.
0: Oh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't think we can really complain about that. I don't know if there's any other 22-player tournaments going on in person around the world at this point in time.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I
0: think, for, uh, from what I've heard from Jono, the, um, the
3: Age of Sigma attendance at Call to Arms is way more than the organizers thought it would be. Um, obviously, so it's a multi-system event. And I think they gave us 10 slots in the first place because they are like, well, these, no one plays Age of Sigma. And must be what they thought. But then once the the sort of demand was overwhelming for them, they sort kind of turned around on that. Um, so even before lockdowns, even before it became fine for us to not have social distancing, they raised the cap to about 18, I think. Uh, but it's just really cool to see that sort of turnout for Age of Sigma. Which I don't
0: understand because we sell out like every year. Yeah. Well, for it like every two year. years, we were the biggest event. We had like 34, 35 players or so two years running and so to paint a picture, it's in a, a college, a high school hall, and there's like a hundred players can go, but there's like seven different game systems. So there's like forty K and there's AOS and there's normally about thirty apiece and forty K and AOS and we normally split who's the bigger event sort of every other year. And then there's like Flames of War but there'll be like eight people and there's like malifaux and there'll be like four people and there's like Star Wars and there'll be ten people. So, they always have to give room to these other systems, but for some, like, we're always one of the biggest, if not the biggest, so I don't get why they're like, oh, we'll limit it because no one plays. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's what they said, but I know that's just what you said, Mitch, but I know I my dealings with them previously, is they're like, oh, we won't sell out, so you guys can have 20 players, I'm like, we've got, like, 35 play. people that want to play, like, let us in, and they're like, oh, fuck, okay. Yes. Yeah. I'll
3: say my my views and opinions do not reflect those of Wellington Warlords, Uh, so
5: I (laughs) I don't know why.
0: (laughs) No, 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 that's fine, uh, that's fine, no, no, I just went on a rant because I have had similar dealings with them in the past, Um, they're they're lovely people, but... I just don't don't want to get hate mail. No, 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 you're not going to, Um, but it just seems really weird that, you know, every year we sell consistently good, and uh, the biggest, or the second biggest event behind 40k, which is pretty common around the world Yeah, Yet they seem to cap us at lower numbers but whatever so what are we planning to do for court arms I, which is ridiculous because there's a general's handbook out next weekend <laughs> so who the fuck knows but as it stands right now boys what are we planning on doing well I've got a I've got a title to defend so I'm going to
3: try and try my best to defend my title from last year uh, who knows if that'll happen but I'll give it a go what's
1: that the first big
3: one that you won. It's the only Is one that I've the won. The first
1: one that you won? Yeah. yeah right. I yeah. remember
3: it. Yeah. Uh, t- t- we won Team Wars we- as well last year, but yeah. I don't count that as my own. But um we've also That was, said, that was
1: Lee's victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was they Lee. just about kill Lee for
3: that one. Yeah, he went 5 and 0 with KO before the yeah. before, they, before were they were good. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, unfortunately so just a tangent, Lee can't make it to Team Wars this year with us unfortunately. He's got real-life things going on. He does. Um, can't but call, call to arms either. He can't come to call to arms either, but yeah. we'll be thinking of him. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to call to arms. It's a great time um, for all the reasons Sean said, uh, and it's not – I don't – as a guy who doesn't drive, uh, it's <laughs> a lot more convenient for me to be able to get on a bus and or an Uber and get there rather than have to bludge a ride off Sean.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. So, you thinking Skaven, Mitch, or are you thinking something I've, Something a little low-key special? A little bit
3: low-key special, I think. I've been, I have
0: been paying oh, Silvernaath
3: yes. on a different topic. Uh, I've been paying up my Tree Lords. So,
2: yeah. You have a terrible... Uh, I, I do have something
0: special by, planned. Bo, what are you planning I, I think for? A lot I don't know about
2: uh,
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, the Shorns. Honestly, at the moment, I am not planning anything. Um I kind of started this year telling myself I, I, I was getting really stressed playing in tournaments because I was I'm gonna say overperforming last year and then it that kind of came with all this pressure to keep overperforming and doing really well in tournaments. So this year I was just kind of like, you know what? I just kinda want to v- slow it down, have some fun and kind of bring a different army to every tournament, because I've i got so many fucking models sitting in my house that I never really use. Um, so I played Deepkin for the first tournament for all time's sake, and then the second tournament I brought Sylvaneth and got the shit kicked out of me and hated it. So now I'm <laughs> not not sure what I want to do for Call to Arms, so I'm going to wait until the GHB and the points to see what happens. Um, and I'm not willing to like commit to painting for a solid month only to find out that the army that i plan on bringing is garbage so i'm
1: looking forward to seeing your um your silk come back hopefully
2: yeah i kind of want to bring them out again because like i spent a lot of time painting them and they i think they're a lot of fun to play it's just that i had the misfortune of playing against two ko lists one of them was you um (laughs) And then, had
5: such a good time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just fucked it with that. And then I played um Oh, who else did I lose to? I lost to Trey's Fire Slayers. And I love Trey, but I hate playing against them. Um I just don't think Fire Slayers are fun to play against at all. Um And then I lost to Locky and his uh Because Heart. because uh, I got mm. double turned and he just magicked everything off the table. So
0: Yeah, I think that's part of the game these days is that you you have to be able to do something in the magic phase or you just don't even bother. And Sylvan F they have like from what I understand no inherent buffs to the magic phase.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, the magic's shit.
0: Really what you want is you want prayers. You want prayers that you can reroll. Yeah. Because there's no way to interact with prayers. So Yeah, Tubby, what are you thinking for court arms, my friend?
1: Um, I'm whoring out, like, a bunch of my armies, so I think I'm playing KO,
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, whose points I don't think is going to change at all. I'd be kind of surprised, unless they, like, sweepingly change, like, uh, battalions, I don't think KO points are really going to change, so pretty confident.
0: What are the battalion points like?
1: Um, decent. Like, they're not cheap and they're not expensive. They're yeah, well are
0: they than that, like, 120 to 180 range? Because that's where yeah. yeah, they seem to like to sit. Them.
1: Yeah, yeah, 120 to 180 point range, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool, mate.
1: Safe. But yeah, it'll be good. Got some yep. new players coming, so hopefully they have a great time as well, and keep wanting to come on to
0: coming. Yeah, hopefully, man, we always, obviously we always want new players to come, because we want the scene to grow. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what I'm taking, I've got, corn which is like a very specific list build and then i've got stormcast which is like i can tell you whatever i want in stormcast um just some of it isn't painted but really i'm just waiting for the ghp i'm probably leaning towards corn uh for sort of what i was alluding to just a minute ago because i need to be able to interact with the magic phase um and my stormcast can't they really really can't so if i come across like a Nagash or a Zench or even even Tubby's Guts, um, you know, or a It's just like cool. You just do whatever you want to be in the Magic phase, uh, and Corn has some resistance in that way. And I love I love playing my Corn because it's super fun. Because like Scavenger fucks hard. Like Scuddering when it's going, the he just whole fucks part. so hard. Yeah, and I love it. And it's really unengaging. And the amount of times I've had to explain what happens when he just goes into one unit piles in from six inches away and just goes into one unit deletes it and then does it again to the next unit that he's also next to and people are like hey, how did that happen i'm like i explained this to you at the start of the game but we'll do it all over again you know sort of thing that's <laughs> so cool um i don't think my corn army is top tier because i just don't have all the models um but i do i really like the corn book man i think corn's a good army that's super like underrated um, they got preys, they got magic defense, they got summoning. Uh, they've got good battalions, they've got a huge army range. They're just like a better stormcast, is what they
1: are. Yeah, I'd agree with that at the moment. Um,
0: they can ally with like everyone in chaos, which is just good. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. We we're just waiting for that GHB. Bring on the leaks so we can start building our army list. Say eh, boys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where's the um, content creators dropping the whole GHB early? That would be good. Oh, they're not getting
0: them, bro. That's the issue. There's yeah. no man who reads book on Saturday morning anymore. So, that's a bit shit. But whatever, that's what it is. It's, you know, first world problems to have. And then we got, the following weekend, we got Team Wars. And Bo and Mitch are part of the defending champions. So, Mitch, you're trying to defend two titles in two weekends, bro.
3: Yeah, that's quite, I don't like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> gonna remind you of that both weekends all day that's that's good yeah uh, um, team
3: wars i'm really looking forward to team wars um playing warhammer as a part of a team is a lot of fun um and yeah it's cool to get the band back together you know sort of like without we it's like when a band gets back together after a few years they don't have one of the founding members and they bring in some other dude who's not quite as good that's what we're doing so you're um, like Queen but of it still and the, is
0: that what you're telling me? <laughs>
3: yeah bro yeah we're queen and adam lambert so who's going to be adam lambert oh it's the secret i can't i can't reveal that information uh but you get a yeah be prepared to get uh to get horned (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah go on go on oh no i was just going to say basically the same thing i said before which was yeah team wars is going to be cool um and it's going to be good to get a bunch of people from around the country to come down and play Warhammer together. Because yeah, totally. that's always a great time. Um, you get to have some games, see some different play styles, some different perspectives, uh, and just hang out. It's how we met. Like last year when we went up to Auckland to play, that was how we first met all the guys from Auckland and all the guys from Christchurch. And then when we went to Christchurch to do Masters, we knew four of them already so it was just really cool to just have that prior connection and help break the ice a bit you know um,
1: research boys are coming up for this team Wars?
3: I think so uh they've got
1: I hope so I really I hope do. so
3: yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I remember Richard punt talking about how he wanted to but he wasn't sure if he could or something probably shouldn't speak for him on the podcast but yeah I hope so
0: I mean, it was pre-COVID, so, I mean, if the situation changes, I think that's pretty understandable. So. Yeah.
2: I don't see I'm, any of their names on the, as a team captains, but that's all we know. So, But that was also back in January, so I'm yeah, not sure.
0: I, I would love to see people travel, because I think that's one thing New Zealand has really suffered from, and one thing I was hoping to change this year, is to travel to more events, um, because I feel like, like, last year, I travelled to Australia to play into two events in Australia, and I travelled once domestically within New Zealand, which is crazy, because I think the year before that, I travelled three times within New Zealand to play Hammer, so... And didn't you just go to Australia just to play Kiwis anyway? In one of the tournaments, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's correct. But they let me win, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and then... So that's one thing I was really hoping – and this, again, this was pre-COVID. Um, I was really hoping to get the domestic travelling back up and try sort of get people moving around the country because we have a good player base in Wellington, but there are some really awesome homies down in Christchurch who I'd love to see again. Um, and there's also some awesome people in Auckland that I'd love to, to see again as well. And we're all just doing the same thing, you know. We're just a bunch of fucking um, – guys that mainly guys uh, i don't think there's very many females in the scene anymore uh you know that just love playing with toy soldiers and love having banter and a good time and not taking ourselves too seriously and we sort of use it to get away from i guess everyday life in the weekend and stuff like that and traveling for events is like the fucking tits so eh? like traveling for events is just so good i fucking love traveling for events but it's a lot of fun. It's so good. Unfortunately, COVID put a, put a damper on that, but let's let's bring it back. So, yeah, there's 12 teams confirmed. So, teams are four people. So, you're looking at just in the 50 people there, um, which is pretty awesome. It's pretty fucking awesome. So, hopefully, everyone turns up. It's in Upper Hearts where we hosted Notorious last year. So, it's a good venue. Uh, is it five rounds, boys? Yep. 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 Um, and so, a- Sorry, go on, Mitch, because I don't know anything about this, so I was sort of just going to ask you questions about it anyway, but it sounds like you're going to answer everything I want to hear. Oh, I hope so. Um, so there's two scenarios per round. Um, so
3: you'll have two of your... you have teams of four. Just um, And then per round, you could be playing one of two scenarios, which are all laid out. Um, so five rounds, but ten scenarios total. Uh, the TO, Aiden, has created a bunch of custom secondary objectives uh and i think there's 10 of them so you'll be picking or maybe there's okay
2: I, I think you'll be picking there's 10 there's 10 yeah yeah
3: so you'll be picking from half of them um they all seem pretty cool haven't, um, i haven't can't remember any of them but nothing egregious um yeah bo anything else to add to that
2: oh sorry just yawning um i just love the team format to be honest that's all i want to say like i fuck with it it's cool just yeah, the we, whole like putting forward your your army and kind of gambling on who's gonna pick who and it makes it more interesting i think than than like say winning your first game day one of a tournament and then having to play the same four guys who are in the top 10 for the rest of the weekend you play yeah. like interesting lists and then it, it's cool as well because like you could have a team of four of the best players but if they're not working together as a team you can kind of outplay them before the game's even started by picking scenarios and armies that are in your favor Yeah. so it's um, multi-leveled and i love it
3: yeah there is definitely a sort of meta aspect to it that can really make a difference uh and also the sort of the feeling of winning your games is amplified by times four i guess um if you're winning your game for your team because it just makes you feel better because winning games is awesome we all love doing it but um winning as part of a team feels even better Uh, and we've had like a great since that um we got together for teams last year we've like kept our like teams team chat going on facebook and we've had great conversations about it and stuff like that and then um wrapped yeah. it up especially more towards teams so we've been we've been like talking about lists and planning things as well so it's been quite a good like even aside from just the tournament it's got this other little aspect to it that goes for the whole year Oh um, which, yeah, bro. Is really,
0: which is really cool i fucking love that it's a it's given me a boner just listening to you talk about this like this togetherness, this little brotherhood I guess you could say, of being part of somebody who's like bigger than yourself. It's like when we went to to Cancon this year, we had a a Team New Zealand chat and everyone was like being super supportive and talking about lists and like you know, looking for ideas and pitching new ways of doing shit. Um and that was like a group of like fifteen boys or whatever it was. But in this instance where it's just the four of you, like everyone's got your back, everyone's looking to support you. Um, you know, as long as you're all on the same page, it's just really cool because you have this, like, you build better relationships with your teammates. And it's I haven't been to a team event, but I've played a lot of team sports throughout my life and um, been part of teams competitively and casually. So I, I know the feeling and it's definitely something that I do miss as much as I like being an individual and having, like, you know, be my success due to myself and my failures due to myself and being accountable to myself. Um, I felt like shit after I lost at the NZ Cup this year at CanCon Yeah because I just completely blew the game and I was like on such a fucking low. But then we won the NZ Cup, and right. because I thought because I thought well, I'd lost it, I was like fuck, I've lost it. I was like a swing game. I should have. I felt like I could have done better, but I just got hit by a fucking truck <laughs> called Hayden, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I felt like I let the team down, and I felt so bad because of that. But um mr shorts was there and he he picked me up and we won and i felt so good after that win um because we won but i also felt pretty shit because i felt like i didn't contribute at all
3: um, yeah well it's just that like sense of elation is just shared amongst these other four people so if you win a tournament you're happy for yourself and if your mates are happy for you but they're also kind of good because they wanted to win um but yeah then you, you've got oh, your little image <laughs> What do you think I, of us
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I'm being hyperbolic obviously but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's a, you have that to yourself and that's really cool uh, you come home tell your partner whatever yeah. um, but then yeah just having that with three other dudes is great um, and also something like I think pick, if you're picking your team then go by personality rather than player skill because um, you're going to have to talk to these people a lot you're going to have to get along with them um, you're going to have to spend the weekend with them and if you're traveling, you're going to have to travel with them. So I think that's been a really important part of uh, enjoying the team aspect as well, is um, we are all we are all on the same page, as you mentioned before, in terms of how we approach the game. Uh, and also, if you want to have a group chat for Warhammer that actually talks about Warhammer, make a team.
0: because fucking miss
3: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's been like the best part. Is I have the group chat, and I know that, oh, we can actually talk about Warhammer here and not, like, see pictures of some dude's balls. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that anywhere on the internet, but I can't <laughs> talk about Warhammer anywhere.
0: Who's sending you dick pics? Is it old um, mate up the road? Which old mate? Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to
3: solicit dick pics from you, Sean. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <I'll laughs> send you. Just, just get me drunk thing. and we'll play ball tag. that's fine. Yeah. Um But yeah, no, it's it's really cool. And it's it's twelve teams. And there's a few new names in there, so yeah. I hope it's I hope it's highly competitive. Twelve teams is, is big because last year was it six teams? Seven teams? Five, five I think. It was five enough teams. that we everyone played every team.
3: Yeah. So yeah, six teams. Sorry. Six
5: yeah.
3: yeah. So, so that kind of that it kind did. of made the planning different because you know oh we're going to face every one of these dudes whereas this time you're like we're
0: going to face half of them yeah which i think yeah. is possibly harder because you don't really know who's going to be turning up but yeah. it's going to be really good man i'm looking forward to i didn't realize it was i knew there was two tournaments in august so i didn't know they were back to back so after being pretty low about warhammer um, to be quite frank for the last couple of months since really lockdown and not being able to play and then being like when the fucking around lords coming out and they're like, I called it coming out. And it's like, actually they're not coming out. Just <laughs> get yeah. fucked. And I'm like, sweet. Um, I think I've sort of come to realize in the last day or two that I need to start preparing with what I have. And I'm hoping this general's handbook brings some life back into some of the armies I play. Although do I think? Stormcast is doesn't need points, cha- like reasonable points changes. Um, to make I mean, the army better. I mean, if you make every if you make every unit ten points, then obviously yeah, the army's going to get better. But that's not happening. You um, think it needs this, a new book? Yeah, and they're yeah, meant to. I from what so. I hear, are in a new book this year. Or they were meant to be. I don't know if they are anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm sure, they will. Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be AOS three, which will be like this time next year. Doesn't doesn't bother me too much. You know, I do love my poster boys, but I don't know the the misses has got my attention now. It's like Stormcast is the wife and the Realm Lords is my is my missus, you know. Um <laughs> Your mistress. Yeah, man. Yeah. what's the old saying? The wiser for Friday and the mistress is for Saturday, I don't know. Um, I'm not a not that way inclined like you lads um, <laughs> are. Yeah, I'll just throw you all on the past <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. me, uh, me
3: and Bo are good boys and you know it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my name yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure all our partners listen to this and, you're, you know, they, they don't. She's sitting uh, behind me. She's is sitting she? right now. No. I was going to say, she, what's she, she doing, like, it? in your shit out the back? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I should hate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I'm fucking... I'm really looking forward to rolling some dice again. I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing the lads. Um, you know, because it's This whole covid thing has been fucked up and unforeseen but like if i think about it i probably would see all you boys like at least sort of six to maybe eight times a year if not more often all in one place sorry i should say six to eight times a year all in one place Hmm. and like we would very often do stuff after the event as well um which i miss i i dearly do miss it so yeah it's
1: been a a hot long while
0: yeah right Mm. We're not so. going to get. There's no other tournaments
3: for the rest of the year that are planned, so we've got to make the most of these ones. Yeah, in, man, case, so there's, in case there's nothing. I'm sure something will come up, but you never yeah, know.
0: We'll definitely do something. It's just as we were discussing before. Before show, um, sign up to our Patreon if you want our pre-recording session. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> if you we get, we get make to make hear Tubbs shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be it's farting eating. and burping and eating KFC. <laughs>
0: Mm. But yeah, I think that's the thing that I miss most about events. Obviously, I miss playing hammers, but I miss I miss the lads as well. Um, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, I don't know how much. Like, I don't even know if this is content because now I'm just dribbling about shit. Um, anything else you boys want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, regarding anything?
3: Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh said- that 40k box looks looks cool.
1: I'll, I might buy that 40k box. Oh. Which one do you want? I kinda of want the Necron dudes.
3: I just want them both. Oh I like that. I think the models are cool. Um I just she want to is. paint
2: them. Yeah. Bro, I've got like six K worth of fucking Necrons already. Like, give me that fucking box. I need it.
1: Who's that big dude like sucking the soul out of the other dude?
2: Silent King, is it?
1: He looks cool as shit. I like that. Oh,
2: do you mean Illuminator Zeras? Oh. The guy who came out with Pariah?
1: The guy sucking the shit out of the other guy. Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) literally that's That's literally Sarah.
2: But we're also getting the silent (laughs) (laughs) kids.
0: He's put himself on mute. (laughs) That was Mitch. Uh, They're laughing at jokes that were funny when we were twelve. Yeah. (laughs) That one. Um, That one. Rustled my jimmies. Yeah, that was a good (laughs) one. Wasn't expecting that. I was halfway through vape. I wasn't. Ready. Uh, yeah, so new 40k. Not interested me personally, but if you boys want to have a little talk about it. Go ahead.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not fussed about playing 40k that much. I'll play I've played two games. It, it's pretty cool, but I like they do have some real cool models and those. I like those Sp- Space exactly. Marines with, with the robes on the armor. Uh, I oh, think they look dope. So they're called Secretus. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um it just seems like a good value for money box so i'm buying like i I like buying cool how much much is it gonna
0: be i've heard Um, it's
3: 350 new zealand which is actually pretty good for what you get
0: there's no way the round lord's box is 350 and then that new 40k box
2: is 350. 350. it was 365 (laughs) that definitely is you get they because they bumped the price up by giving you a limited edition army book that that it army has book sixteen models. Oh. That that army book does yeah, have it's a, a stark nice fuzzy box cover. And a codex. Yeah, yeah and the <laughs> it's, book
0: itself is like eighty pages. It's a tiny book.
2: It's fucking yeah. overpriced, but it is fucking beautiful. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, I reckon it will maybe hit the four hundred mark
2: yeah. in New Zealand. I, I've um, heard
3: it's also limited edition. I think they yeah, said that. Which is strange, but um,
2: oh damn it!
3: Like, so that's like, no I, I, I'm not. Um, if it's if it's too expensive, I won't get it. But if it seems if it's around three fifty, I might just just to have the models. Yeah. Um, it's a cool painting project.
0: It's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm only really interested in forty k to figure out what sort of rules they're adapting and so on, because the, the two game systems obviously bounce yeah. off each other quite a lot. So, like, when the command points came out in 40k and 8 fed, people were like, yeah, that's going to come to AOS. And at some I was like, "Ah, not really. But I, I was also a lot younger in my AOS playing days. And, yeah, there it comes. You know, we now have command points. So, it'll be interesting to see what else comes out of it. Yeah, you, got, you guys got
3: any predictions for what might transfer over to AOS from 40k?
1: Mm. I haven't.
3: I mean, we're we're talking before the, in the sort of secret Patreon bonus episode, we were talking (laughs) about uh, the coherency rules where you have to be within, uh, it's two inches in 40k in AOS, I assume it would stay at one inch, but within range of two models to keep coherency um, from your unit, if there's five or more models, no, sorry, if there's six or more models, which I think that I could see that coming into AOS um, and affecting a lot of armies. A, a lot of playstyles, not Skaven because oh, no. I've got no, models he's, to spare. You've got enough models anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. Would,
0: would, you but, be, um, would you say two and two models at two inches? Because I think that could be a thing. I don't think that would be as good for it, AOS. It doesn't feel right. Well if it just like fucks my stormcast and their forty mil bases and forces oh, me to like, fight? No, because one...
3: you can be within an inch of two models quite easily, right?
0: Nah,
1: the yeah, because yeah, because
0: one has to be in front or one behind. Oh yeah. So that would just totally fuck me up. Yeah, well, you can get fucked. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it would be too <laughs> much as, Um in which case, yeah, I'd take that playing Skaven any day. That'd be great. Um, I could, but anyway, that sort of co- changed coherency where it's two models in range instead of one. I could see that coming in, um, and being good in AOS. Yeah, I could see the. Um, they talked about the limiting the amount of pluses or minuses to dice rolls no. uh, i'm not sure what exactly it is but they've talked i've seen things about that i think that in some form could work in aos
0: that's probably um, something that's realistic to come to aos at some point
3: yeah and that could do it because a lot of the um did we talk about this on the podcaster before but the um a lot of the sort of Janky filth from AOS comes from stacking multiple buffs um, on a unit and then just being like, yep, yeah, this is going to delete you. So if you can sort of um, play that down a bit by reducing the amount of buff you can put on a unit, then that could work, that could go a long way to making AOS uh, more engaging. Uh, and then we need uh, Primaris Stormcast and um, Titans in AOS. I think that would just. Bring
0: we'll it on! Bring up, it on, on. My... Um, I don't
3: know. So. if... Oh, the gargants aren't—they're smaller than the Gashbro. We need—we need mega gargants, imperial really, gargants.
1: You
3: want real big shit? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I want a big rat. Um, just a giant rat. Nothing special about it. He's just a normal rat, but he's massive. That's <laughs> what I want to see. And he's got balls. They sculpt. I want them to sculpt the balls, like the wolf rats from Forge World. They sculpted little balls on them.
1: Oh. It's hilarious.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so it's hilarious. That's how the hobby should be.
1: <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah,
3: I'm not that talented. I might get. I might commission Bo to do it. I bet Bo could sculpt a beautiful.
0: One of the guys from Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Age of Sigbra put balls on all his fleshier cords. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Andy Tolbert I can't remember. It's two lads back when they were doing their podcast a few years ago now, and I'm pretty sure it was this fleshy to court. Some one guy put balls on his whole army. or was it? He put it on his thunder tusk or stone horns or something like that.
3: That's great. Green
0: stuff but yeah, that's um, it's a bit of side news I guess or a bit of a blast from the past. I just like, bro, um, enjoyed their content. So yeah, I mean, I think release wise. I mean, I've heard rumors. I don't know if there's any truth behind them, but this I heard Nurgle skin looked at, which makes sense considering it's like the oldest book in AOS now. Yeah. Um, I heard that there was going to be like a Primarch-like release of Stormcast. I don't know if there's any truth behind that. Although, did you hear Storm- that from me a minute ago? Probably. That's,
3: that's a legit rumor. I'll tell you
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that literally what you just said? Because I wasn't listening when you were talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was uh, also talking about giant rat balls as well. So. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's what prepped up my ears. That's when I started yeah. listening. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Mitch. Uh, it's 10 o'clock at night, but I'm struggling. Yeah. You know, my working from home life now. <laughs> so, uh, so Primaris
3: Stormcast, that's interesting. I don't think Stormcast really need Primaris because it, it seemed to me like the
0: Primaris no, no, sorry. was... Did I say Primaris? Yeah. Okay, Primark. Uh, Primark.
3: Sorry. Primark. Oh right, no, you did say Primark, and I got that wrong. Yeah, okay. that's that's fucking dope. Primark Stormcast, bring it on.
0: That's that's great. I uh, just because they have enough heroes
3: of Severus in the lore. You, you know what they should it's, do? They should make Setra a Primark just to piss off all those uh, people who talk about Tomb King and Kings coming
0: back. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I just I would just like to see more heroes doing more shit. You know, and more heroes between the, and more specifically the hero themselves and something more scalable between sort of what we talked about earlier, between like the guy on foot to sort of the guy on monster. Uh, because, you know, when you have those monster heroes, minus Nagash because he's just literally a god, um, you know, and he's just Nagash, but you think of like Alira and she's got the mount and you think of Aki when he's got the mount, um, Tekla's has got the mount, and the reason they have the mount is for the faster move and more wounds, because otherwise you couldn't scale them, because otherwise they look like Sons of behemoth, sort of humanoids, which is a bit ridiculous, but um, I would like to see some... I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm going to shut up. Anything else you guys want to say? So you, you want a big daddy Stormcast that's not the prime. Is that what you mean? I want, I want big daddy heroes in general. Like I yeah. want a big yeah, daddy flesh a court hero that doesn't have to ride a Terrorgeist to make him a big, powerful swinging dick, you know? Yeah. I want yeah. a big Stormcast dude. I want something, you know, sort of maybe slightly smaller than the Bloodfest sort of model, but for, like, every army sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Like a,
3: yeah, a Blood.
0: I'm sort of ad hoc in this. Just I don't a little know, bit if
3: thirsty? I like yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> like he's like, had it's... a drink today. Yeah. He could do another one.
0: Like, he's hungry. He's I don't know not touched. To.
3: He's hungry. Yeah. yeah, it might be that thing where he thinks he's hungry, but he's thirsty.
0: I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm unpacking this idea as I'm speaking I'm, and <laughs> I'm really lost, day. Eh? I don't know how to articulate this, so I'm going to try and nip it in the butt, but Mitch just won't let it die. <laughs> 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 so. No, you want, no, you're good, bro. You're you good. want mid, this is...
3: mid-range heroes to
0: be a thing. Yeah, they that, don't yeah. need to have, like, a mount or a monster associated with him. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like, so, like, a Gotrek, but a bigger model than a Gotrek, but not as fucking crazy as a Gotrek.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess Gotrek is a good sort of, like, talking about that little heroes who don't do anything. Gotrek is the exception to that, but he kind of is...
0: Yeah, on a, the he's, scale.
3: He, yeah he's more extreme than what you'd want to see as the average.
0: Yeah, on a scale I, of 1
2: to 10, he's, like, 20. Like yeah. do, so. oh, he's like, great, I don't have it's any problems fine. with at all. Eltharion is, is yeah, a possible. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. He's he's mm-hmm. kind of what we're talking about, isn't it he? He's is. 220 yeah. points, but he's an absolute fucking beatstick.
0: Yeah, I haven't used him yet, but I, I would totally agree with what Bo just said. I think he's going to be a bit of a boss.
2: Yeah. He just yeah. doesn't fit into that many lists because he doesn't really offer anything besides being good at fighting. Yeah. But that's kind of what
3: we talking about is just having a little hero who can actually yeah, fight yeah. on foot so I just want like, the
0: Celestine Prime to be good, that's all yeah, so yeah, I think I, that's I, really what, this is what I'm getting at, I just want this, something that's about the size of the Celestine Prime to not fall over as soon as he gets on the battlefield
2: and die I, <laughs> I had, had a be feeling be. that's what you were getting at <laughs> <laughs> what I what I would like to see is um, like filling out the roster of all the armies, you know like I was saying earlier when we were talking about Realm Lords, like there's so much stuff in the lore that hasn't come out yet but mm-hmm. same with all these other armies, like, give me some more fucking spider units for, like, Spike gets, man. Yeah. Um, fill out those Fire Slayers lists, like, just add more models to shit. Yeah, flesh the eater courts. they've got, like, two models. Give yeah. me some more. Give us, like, more choice now that we've got all these armies. Yeah.
0: It's expanded Daughters of Kane with more Snake-like theme or something like that. Oh, fuck, yeah. Yes, so it's, good. Yeah, just beyond the whole naked woman or half naked woman.
3: Because they've got this sort of license now to just get really weird because they've established that this is a weird fantasy universe. It's not tied to reality by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. So they can just do what they want. Yeah. And it's gonna be cool. Like cow elves. No one saw that coming.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I think I think they're dope. Um, one they probably love to see more things like that.
0: <clears throat> agree bro. Agree. I think one that probably needs it but won't get it for a long time it's like Fire Slayers. You know, everything sort of looks the same. Um, give him maybe like baby drop riders or something like that, or uh, I don't know, give them something that a unit that has clothes so you actually know what the fuck's on the board. I don't know.
2: Give them like something similar to the Kadai Destroyers, where it's just a, a dude who's like maybe double the size of a standard dwarf and he's literally made of fucking molten lava. Hmm. Like just go wild with it
0: yeah yeah that's that's pretty good shout what else is there i quite like this idea what else can we expand on (laughs) 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 skaven
2: seriously like
3: the (laughs) skaven stuff that's not uh like clan eshen clan eshen Eshen, yes clan
2: eshen needs some fucking love yeah yeah i will back that so hard yeah um yeah, I kind of so, want them to just get the uh, the Dark Elves out, like Malarian's Dark Elves out as well. So that's just like mm-hmm. all the new shit that we know exists
0: mm-hmm.
2: out so then they can just go and, and give everything new models.
0: Oh, uh-huh. I'd love it if they did that. If they said, here's like, we've got four more releases, they're all brand new armies and this is the established armies for the next four to five years, and we're just going to go through an update Battle Tomes every two years or something like that and give you a couple more units. Yeah, But they w- they won't do that for obvious reasons, which is fine, and I understand that. But that would be amazing, because you never know what's coming out. And if you're an Impulse buyer, then that probably sucks, because you've probably got heaps of like bitsy armies but nothing completed.
2: Rowan? That's what they want.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's why I said for obvious reasons, that's why they yeah. won't even tell you and so on, because that's, that's how this business model works, is they give you <laughs> a preview, and then they give you a week to buy something before it comes out. And, and yeah that works very well for them. Absolutely, and that's why they yeah. won't change it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind.
2: Um, just give me a new fucking source wires, please.
3: <laughs>
5: yes
2: <Yeah>, some <laughs> updating old sculpts update would be cool. old kits yeah like they haven't done that in so long because they want to push out all this new shit and that's cool the new shit's dope but like when they released that carnosaur kit years ago and the guy riding it had like a redesign and he looked so cool now it just feels fucking dumb having all these really old saurus wires from like the mid-2000s
0: someone who's kits on the sprue don't even have numbers do they no like when no you assemble thing. them it's just yeah. like it's like here's five pieces put them together like and it's not even really in order it's like his torso head and legs and arms and just mash it together
2: yeah and they're all, all just like, like super static so yeah
0: whereas i like, put in together those dawn riders over the weekend i was just like Ugh! it's like 70 pieces just <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah balls. it's a fucking puzzle yeah it's so stupid but they look Um, cool. They do, until I take them to one event and break all the spears.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And all the
0: tassels and shit. I've already broken the banner. The banner is like half on. It looks so sad. But anyhow. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Tubby, is there anything you want to say, bro? You've been muted for a minute. Uh, No, dude. No, no. Uh, No. I'm just
1: fucking zoning. Zoning a little bit. (laughs) Chicken coma? Yeah.
0: Or 420 coma.
1: Nah, chicken coma.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just kicked out my fucking microphone and I can't hear. i meant my headset.
2: Quick say bad words.
0: Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, damn it. He caught us. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll come back next week and do a GHB show. Maybe if someone wants to leak us the rules, which is not going to happen because it's not like we get leaked rules before anyone else does, but... I don't know, maybe we'll come back and talk about the GHB if there are significant changes, because we do have quite a wide range of armies between us.
3: Yeah? Yeah.
0: Um, so
2: That'd be interesting.
3: Yeah, I'm always keen to talk about Warhammer. My partner gets sick of me telling her about it, so if I can <laughs> talk to you guys about
0: it, that, that yeah.
3: makes me very yeah, yeah, happy. I feel
2: that. All
0: right. All right, boys. We'll, we'll see what next week brings. I say, but um, we'll leave it there for the moment. It's getting late. It's a school night after all. Some of us have to get up early, and some of us have to wake up at eight thirty and roll into the lounge to start work. So. Oh, fuck,
2: <laughs> you. <got> start <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I start work at eight, and I have to leave at like six thirty. Get fucked. Not me, man. I was
0: making pancakes at 9.30 this morning, sending pictures to Tubbs. <laughs> you know, it was... Oh, <laughs> She was all good. Uh, so yeah, we'll leave it there for. The, For the moment, boys, listeners, thank you very much for listening. If you made it this far, I'm not too sure why, because this was a bit of a mess. But Mitch and Bo, thanks for coming on and bringing some structure and some ideas, because shit, I have been flat out of Warhammer ideas for like the last four months. So it's good to have some some young blood in there, so to say. Yeah, bro. Anytime.
3: When you want to do scaven Review Part 2, just let me know.
0: (laughs) You mean Mitch Takeover? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which notorious is more or less what it is. Yeah, that's right. Sweet. All right. I never know how to end shows, so we'll just end it here. Cold end. See you, boys. <laughs>